Oh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday. Uh, what is this? June the 7th, I believe, is where we are right now. 2018. And it is another Technical Alpha podcast. We're finally back. We tried to do it, you know, several days ago. Miserable failure. But now we're back again. And this time, we should have it right-ish. Skype is broken for two out of the three of us, but we band-aided it with some Discord action, and we should be able to bring everything to you in all of its glory. Gentlemen, how are you doing today, Mr. Black? Uh, I'm not doing too bad. I woke up at like 10 to 9, had a little nap, and uh, yeah, here I am. That's it. (laughs) Not a bad day. (laughs) it's a pretty straightforward afternoon where you just wake up go to sleep again wake up and now here we are yep and how you doing mr panic switched i'm just wondering what year it is right now but uh, it's been a while since we've been been on the podcast it has uh, been a hot minute yeah uh i'm doing all right uh pretty long week um longer still i'm going to an event in virginia tomorrow uh size storm cup so i have to like get all packed up and ready for that after the podcast but other than that it's been a been a pretty good couple of weeks not bad then not uh, bad I just got back from dreamhack austin uh on monday had some uh, adam and jeff travel luck <laughs> they say somebody's got to catch it other than us once in a lifetime <laughs> well i mean they bumped me up to uh they bumped me up to first class which was okay but then they also bumped me from like an 8 p.m arrival to a f- <clears throat> 5 a.m arrival ah so, yeah that's a severe difference in time. That's yes. it's dramatic, actually. We also somehow managed <laughs> to land like an hour early, which I don't know how you do. Uh, it which just throws you everything going, off. Were you going west to east? Yes. That's why. Tailwind. Tailwind yeah. the whole way. That's pretty much the only way. And the further west you are, the faster you're, or the more time you'll save. Excuse me. Um, I mean, most people who follow the podcast would probably already know this already, but uh, I moved. <laughs> so I'm in a new, I'm in a new space. Uh, uh, Panic and Jeff get a nice view of my floor behind me uh, because of how the webcam has to be set up right now. Right now, dude. Yesterday when you were streaming, I thought that wall was a green screen effect. It's pretty crazy, eh? So it's like <laughs> because of the lighting and because I'm using like a, a webcam, it's it's pretty it's pretty wild. Uh, there will be something back there in the not too distant future, so uh, that'll that will change. But yeah, definitely. Uh, and the other thing is, I'm not used to having natural light anymore because I was down in the basement forever. So I had like my old settings for, you know, my exposure and gain and all that. And I looked up at one point uh, the other day during one of my streams and I literally just looked like Jesus. Just everything was just blown out. You couldn't even see my facial features. It was just like, it, ah. it actually doesn't look bad at all. I think if you just get like a little like like an LED light panel thing like I have that's like 30 bucks, it'll be just fine. You don't need anything fancy. No, no. I mean, I've got lighting in the room. It's not finalized or anything yet. Yeah, but, you just need something uh, on your face to be, uh, bring you out a bit, but it looks yeah, pretty good. I, I'm not that worried about it. Uh, but Base screen effect is solid. It will, yeah, it, it, is, it, is, it is quite nice. So the move, went, the move went about as well as it could. We got it done in seven days. It was uh, in and out. I just about died trying to get the house ready in time, but we did the night before. It was like 2 o'clock, 2.30 in the morning. Uh, and I was steam cleaning the carpets uh, at the old place. And, uh, so I imagine I probably kept my old neighbor Mike up 
because <laughs> those things are loud as shit. I don't know if, if anyone's actually used a steam cleaner uh, before for carpets, but they are not the quietest uh, appliances that you can that you can use. So uh, I you apologize. Also learn a lot. You learn a lot about yourself from what comes up from that carpet. Uh, well, the kind of person you are when you see that dirt for out. our for our carpet, it wasn't actually that dirty, but there was a crapload of Rex hair that the that when you use the you know the steam cleaner, the brush that's on the head of it is way more aggressive <laughs> than like a regular vacuum cleaner brush, yeah. and especially when you're using like the upholstery head for the stairs, like I was just pulling, I could have been there for three weeks just pulling Rex How hair many Rexes? out of the carpet. Oh, many. To the point where at one point I thought I was going to clog the head and I was going to have to pull it apart with like the screwdriver and and fix it. So we got it done though. It's all good. I was a little scared though because with the upholstery cleaner everything was going fine. The carpet was just you know a little damp at the end. It wasn't crazy, but when we, when I started using like the the proper unit for the carpet like the floor, and I was I would I went over everything two or three times. Once with the the you know, the spray on and then two more times, nothing just to try and drag extra moisture. And it wasn't sucking up anything. It was just putting water to the carpet, not taking up dick. So, so, so do you routinely have problems with sucking at them? Uh, apparently, uh, right. if, if this podcast last couple of weeks has been any indication, then, then that very might uh, well be true. But the move is like 85% done now. We're uh, at the very least, we're out of that place. The keys were handed over. Uh, we've got a bunch of our, st- all of our stuff is here and just in various stages of unpackedness. Just some things are still in boxes. Other things are half out of boxes and some things have been actually fully removed from boxes and moved at least three to four feet in any direction from the box. So uh, progress is being made. The office is Jeff and, and Panic and see. You guys can't see it, but I still don't have a lot of my stuff set up, uh, but I have enough to stream, which I desperately needed to do because it had been like, 14 or 15 days since I was able to friggin' stream. Uh, but we got her and we're, we're good to go. But gents, we, we've, when you're gone for as long as we were, a lot happens. And holy crap, did we choose the worst possible time to go away for two weeks. I can't eat. Jeff, I, I, Jeff like, and I didn't really choose here. <laughs> well, true. Okay, I chose the worst possible time to go away for two weeks. Uh, and Microsoft chose the worst possible time to update my computer and break everything. Uh, a lot has happened for sure. And we've got quite a list here. I, what I had to do was I had to go in on the list, like the running list that I had over time. And I had to just basically cherry pick some shit because we could have been here for six hours talking about stuff that happened the last couple of weeks, but let's, let's kick it right off the bat. First things first. And, uh, and, and, and talk about the fact that we lost a pillar in the gaming community uh, here in, in our absence, uh, both in the StarCraft community originally, and then, uh, well, what became basically the entire gaming community, the, the trajectory that, uh, that he took. Mr. John Bain uh, left us all behind and got off of this politically correct world long before the rest of us did. Uh, and an unfortunate, you know, thing that I, I didn't honestly, personally, the way that it was going, I thought he was just indestructible. I didn't think he was actually, uh, gonna, gonna lose the, the, the fight. He seemed like he was impervious it, to it. Uh, it looked like it went downhill really quickly. It did for sure. I mean, my, yeah, I, tragic. I, my, the best understanding that I had from like the, 
the obviously scant, thin information that was online was that the way that it read to me from, from what I saw from him was that uh, when he started having back pain again and he went and got and he went to a doctor and the doc was like, it's it's just it's it's X, it's not Y. Let's, you know, figure something out here. And uh, I believe the way it played out was that ended up actually just flat out being cancer coming back in a pretty big way. And then it all just, by the time they figured it out, I guess, um, he was, his body was too beat up. I mean, this dude had gone through the ringer several times over and it was too beat up for him to even do experimental treatments at that point, which always has seemed odd to me that somebody who is apparently that far gone would be, uh, you know, not allowed to do experimental treatments at that point. I'm sure there is a, a good reason uh, set in place by people far smarter than I am, but it always just seemed a little odd to me that that could ever um, be the there's thing. A, there's a lot of them. So when <laughs> stuff is even in the experimental phase, when things are in clinical trials, um, the data written record keeping on who it's applied to and how it's applied is like super, super strict. Um, and even though there is possibly a medical benefit of giving it to someone who's like, you know, in late stage or terminal, um, there's also a lot of risks, which mm-hmm. even if someone waives all liability and stuff, um, that data still needs to be collected and it can have impacts on things. Um, so they just tend to say, look, unless there's some like extreme case, they don't want to get into it because also they don't have a lot of medication on hand when they're doing the initial trials, it's all like hand develop. So usually once it's gotten to a point where they're like, Oh, this is super critical and they might, it might help them. They don't necessarily have enough time to manufacture or set up whatever than they had for the trial. Mm. So, and that's, and that's fair, but either way we, uh, uh, you know, obviously our best goes out to, to Jenna and the family and, uh, uh, it, it did kind of come out of nowhere for sure. It definitely went downhill fast and maybe, maybe that's better than dragging that bad boy out like crazy. I don't know. Personally, I feel like if I was in his position and my choices were basically just, uh, you know, go from where, what, where he was, where he was more functional in his state than I've ever been and per- perfectly healthy to, I saw him like seven months ago at BlizzCon. He was, um, he, you know, he was up and about. He looked yeah. like he, he looked like he was relatively okay, but at the same time, yeah, you know, he, he looked like he had been worn on by you know fighting cancer for so many years. But it, it was just surprising. Like mm. he announced it uh, what a, about a month ago, and then you know he said he's going to be spending time. He was like getting stuff ready, but then it was just very abrupt. Yeah, it just it it definitely definitely went quick, but. Total Biscuit played an integral part in Lag TV's early success because he uh, he gave us a little push when YouTube was actually still useful for uh, pushing other people uh, with something as simple as a like. He went and like liked one of our videos, and for the next like seventy two hours, we had followers or subscribers just rolling in, just con a constant uh, like cadence every every minute, every thirty seconds. There was a new follower. Uh, and he did that a couple of times early on, and it made an absolutely you know massive impact on uh, early stage lag TV and gave us a a, a pretty monumental shove uh, in in the right direction. 
And uh, I just think in general, whether you agreed with everything that came out of the guy's mouth or not, I think uh, uh, one thing's for sure is that uh, he seemed like a, a man of great character. I never personally, ironically, I never personally got to talk to the guy one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. I never got the chance. I only got to see him from afar, from across the room at one of those events where Jeff and I jokingly talk about the fact that we were basically just you know, like window shopping at a StarCraft event on the outside, looking in going, man, wouldn't it be cool if we could sit in that chair? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and I always kind of felt uh, sad about that because <laughs> I never get to thank him in person for, for giving him, uh, us that shove early on. But, um, but yeah, we, we lost him. He'll be missed. And it leaves a pretty monstrous vacuum in the uh, off-brand... Uh, you know, not mainstream necessarily game uh, critic world. There's not that many of those guys at his size kicking around out there. And so when you take him uh, off the off the list, uh, it's 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 going to leave quite a hole. So yeah, again, all the best to his family. For me, I don't know if you guys have any other, any other thoughts, but obviously we had to to talk about uh, about that. Yeah. Um. I, I talked about it uh, uh, for, for a while uh, on my stream. Um, you know, I'll I'll say it. I'll just sort of repeat a lot of what you said. You know, he was an absolute pillar, and he helped out Lag TV a great deal when we were first starting out. It was uh, When She's Failed, Season 1, Episode 9. Uh, and he also was a big reason why I won King of the Web. Um, a lot of people forget that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, on a daily basis, he would retweet and tell his community to go vote for me um, as I was donating all of the money uh, to charity. And uh, he thought it was a great cause. Um, I do believe, oh yeah, it went to, it actually went to Athene's charity and then DC was matching it. So I ended up winning 7500 but I only got, I think, 55 ish after taxes because um, they, they with, they with, held a certain amount they only gave out so much it was an american um, competition it was an american so it, they yeah, had yeah. to take it they had to, they take, had it to take it uh but but it was between 55 or and 5800 bucks i ended up getting um and i donated that and then it got matched so you know um that went to a great cause and uh and and i actually had the privilege to uh meet total biscuit uh on several occasions uh and um one of our one of our nice. talks was actually fairly lengthy. Uh, we sat down, and this was sort of on my come up, and he kind of gave me some some words of, of of advice. I won't go through the whole conversation, but um, yeah, he was good to me, uh, and he was good to a ton of people. And like what Adam said, um, yeah, a lot of people don't agree with everything he said. Hell, I didn't agree with everything that he said, mm -hmm. um, but. At the end of the day, um, if 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 you don't have an opinion, and he was the cynical Brit, uh, then then you know you're you're not standing out, and he was a standout. And the things that I agreed on, I agreed on. The things I didn't, I really didn't. Um, but I could say the same thing for any of us. We're all we all say things. Opinions, man. Opinions. He was, he was, <laughs> I, that's what I liked about him, though. He was like always super blunt and direct on his opinions. Yeah. Um, but it was on the opinion alone. He wasn't like, he never really attacked the person directly. 
Like you would attack the person on their position and the reasoning behind the position, but he would never directly attack the person like ad hominem short of just like, uh, you idiot at the end of it or something. Yeah. And but I mean, that was, and it was, it he was, was generally also, respectful about it. Yeah. It was also his persona. Yeah. He's the cynical Brit. I mean, but in yeah, person, sure. he's super in nice. person. I, I, I mean, I don't, I and never polite. knew total biscuit very well, uh, be, beyond the conversations we've had. And, um, and stuff like that. And, and funny story is uh, that I don't think I ever told anybody is uh, I actually applied to be on Axiom and uh, and I actually spoke to his wife uh, via email anyway. And um, and 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 although I was obviously declined <laughs> um, <laughs> from them, uh, they, they 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 took the time to to write out a quite a lengthy uh, email um, you know, expressing, uh, you know, how, how they were, you know, happy that I was, that I was reaching out and, and they were super nice about it. And it wasn't one of those like generic copy and paste rejection emails or anything like that. You know, some time and effort went into it and it was always appreciated. And, um, and he was just a good dude, man. Every time I met him, he was a good dude. He, he always showed up. He was always on when he was on. He was a workaholic. He did his job, you know, in my opinion, better or just as good as the best of them. Uh, and he was never an asshole to his fans. I mean, whenever I saw him, he was always signing autographs, taking pictures, having conversations with people. Uh, so, you know, I don't I don't care what anybody says. Anybody can go ahead and have their opinions. Um, but at the end of the day, I I got to meet uh, the real Total Biscuit. Um and 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 I'm grateful for that. It is a shame uh, that he was taken so soon. It's I hate cancer with a burning passion. I think everybody here does, and um, and hopefully we can you know uh, get closer and closer to having things like this not have to happen anymore. Um, and uh, you know I was I was happy and then also saddened by uh, by how the community reacted, uh, but at the same time. Uh, I shouldn't say it community, shows, but the the gaming world. <laughs> it shows how powerful he was, though. That even like exactly for for every person mm. that came out with something you know sleazy or terrible, there was a dozen more ready to be like, "No, you were yep. wrong." Yep. And like actually go to bat for bat for him in the community in general. Yeah, yeah, and 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 also to do it sort of, and I don't want to bring in this a into a negative way. light, but yeah. but to but to do that when a man can't defend himself anymore, it's wrong. Um, it is wrong, in my opinion, but once again, it's the internet. And no matter what kind of shit you can throw at Total Biscuit in terms of what he said, and you know, I think we we all know sort of the big uh, underlining things that people kept uh, going back at. Um, I'm a victim of, uh, or I should say, I'm a victim, but I, I'm also guilty of saying things as well uh, in the heat of the moment. Uh, you know, whether whether it was it came from uh, a passion. Uh, a event or or just a, a moment of weakness of or just being on all the time it just happens and um and and a person's character shouldn't be defined by uh, a couple of uh, of moments of weakness or or however people want to per- perceive okay. it so look, it doesn't kick in it's when ridiculous you need it to. Yeah. look the in 2018 uh, that's all it takes is like some microcosm of a moment of one person's life where everything else is ignored and then they're completely framed by this one uh, yep. this one moment 
in in time. And I think it speaks volumes that the worst thing that I saw said against uh, against John in this whole thing was that he had the audacity to say during the Gamergate uh, bullshit, which uh, I'm going to call bullshit because it is, uh, was that both sides were at fault. What a sh- what what an absolutely <laughs> what an absolutely salacious fucking comment that is. Holy crap, John, reel her back a bit there, buddy. You're telling me that that one side also has something to do with what's going on? That's not possible. We can't have that. So, uh, I think that for somebody who went by the name Cynical Brit, who who's uh most negatives were were tied to almost uh, to things that were easily uh, ignored is impressive, uh, especially given the fact that he lived on the internet. And I think for me, uh, the the biggest takeaway uh, and the biggest inspiration for me from John is that is that you're looking at an individual, whether whether he was by nature a workaholic or not. And I think part of his uh, work ethic was to to keep going uh, in the face of what he was he was uh, working his way through. The fact that this man did his the the breadth of work that this man accomplished in a time where most people have a hard time just getting out of the bed in the in the morning when when you have cancer and you're doing chemo and other treatments and you're racked up about it and this dude was doing more work than I will do in my lifetime in this like 2 year friggin period is super impressive to me uh and it's it's inspiring because uh perspective is uh Sometimes difficult to come by when you live on the internet uh, because everything is kind of your own crafted bubble. It's just kind of the way that the internet is, you know, is designed. Echo chamber. And so, and so, perspective can be hard to come by. So I'm, I'm grateful that a little bit of perspective of this situation was was bestowed upon me in in that I got to watch a man uh, who, for all accounts, uh, could have just. Um, you know, stop working and and focus solely on getting better, and instead decided that he was just going to work through it and and say fuck cancer is impressive. Uh, and uh, it makes me you know when it makes me want to work harder or or complain less about when I yeah, have to work. Definitely complain less when yeah, I have to work harder. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and and I think that's definitely uh a positive takeaway. But for yeah, he'll be more missed. Than a few he'll, pe- he'll, uh, people. He'll, He'll definitely be missed. So, mm. uh, yeah. And Godspeed to Jenna, because that is a hell of a 180. I mean, uh, all the best to her. And I know the community's got her back for sure, and she'll be okay. But that is a steep learning curve, and I'm, I'm sure she's up to the task. But uh, all the best to, uh, to the family, without question. Um. Moving on to, I guess, our litany of game-related stuff that's happened in the last couple of weeks. And I tried to put this in some sort of order that made sense, but it doesn't really matter, I guess. <clears throat> I thought one of the more interesting things that cropped up, this actually only just happened in the last couple of days, if I'm not mistaken, is that uh, Guy, uh, the, or I think is his name, the CEO of Ubisoft, came out and said that he is pretty certain that not this generation, but the next generation of consoles will be the last generation of consoles. I thought I'd toss that out there and just see what uh, if you guys agree or disagree with with that thought and and why you might agree or disagree with that thought. Because it's definitely something that's that's 
people have said a couple of generations now that this is the last one. The next one's the last one. The next one's the last one. So what do you guys think about, about that? Uh, well, I, do you think the last, do you think the la- the next generation is the last one? Do you think we're going to get more? I think we'll get more. <sighs> I think we'll get more, get more, um, just because of the, the nature of the console. But I think I talked about this in a, in a, the last time we talked about next generations and stuff where, um, I can really seeing it becoming that Microsoft and Sony, are basically going to come out with PCs, and the PC will base will be a console, so to speak, but it will be basically a a a powered. It, it it's it, I, I guess the it'll always be going to change somehow. It'll be a console, but it'll be more like a PC. I think that's just what what's going to happen, um, and I and I think. Um, uh, I just I also think that they'll always be consoles just because they want to keep separate markets. I, I even even if they do become like PCs, I still think they'll call it a console because I it'll think, uh, it, it will still be a console, so to speak. You know, uh, even a PC is kind of a console when you think about it. I think what's um, going to end up happening. Sorry to cut you off, Jeff. No, you're kind of the same vein. Um, so a lot of what we've been seeing in kind of the enterprise space and in the business space is this whole virtualization thing where people don't actually have like a full-on computer at their desk. They have this like little thin client PC thing. But these things are talking to data centers that are like not necessarily in the same building or nearby. So what I think is going to end up happening is we've seen kind of inklings of it with like OnLive and some other services and SteamLink. But I think maybe in like two or three generations time, maybe like five, five, maybe eight years, I think we're going to see like the Sony and Microsoft, whatever, just kind of giving out like a thin client thing and then going straight up full on service where they'll run everything on their end and you just kind of get the streaming data with the responsive latency. I think we're just waiting for the network technology to kind of catch up a bit, but I think that's what they're going to end up doing with like a whole software as a service type deal where they don't have to keep pushing out hardware. They just have a thin client that just sends you a video signal that you're getting from some other server somewhere else. I I think, I think, uh, I think that's a cool futuristic way of looking at it. That's what I'm saying, like five to eight years. I I use it for work every week, and it works really well for my desktop stuff. So I I feel like it's only a matter of time before it becomes more mainstream. Yeah, the the problem is is, is there's always going to be a demand for um, a console to, to physically go out and buy a piece of hardware to have your money kind of... No, that's what I mean. You're going to have gonna buy a box that you put next to your TV. It's going to look like a console. It'll have controllers like a console. Yeah. But, but I it also won't still actually think, do much inside of it. I still also think there's too much of an attachment to physical games. Mm. Um, I, I just... there's Even though I'm I'm in the, the realm... Like, for me, even still, uh, the games that I'm really, really looking forward to that I know I'll like or that I have a connection to... I'll go out of my way to go to the store and buy the game because I just want to have it. I just want to. I want to. It want to be tangible. I want to. I want to feel it. I want to open it. I want to put the disc in. I want to do that shit. I feel pretty like much everything else. After our generation, I'll just download though, it. that's kind of going like the generation after us has way less attachment to physical media than you know us. 
I, I, like, I, I also agree with that. I, yeah, I think I feel like a I couple think of years from now, it's going to be less. So, I mean, it's not out of a realm of possibilities mm-hmm. for sure. I just think I think maybe five years, five to eight, even five to eight years may, might be a bit soon. But you never know. Um, I still think we're going to get consoles. I still think we're going to. I still think one way or another, whether it's Panic's route where it's all digital. Uh, and you're connected to a network, and you're buying games through that, and th- that's the show. Uh, or, or you were still going to be buying the PlayStation X, or you know the the Xbox, whatever they want to call it, in ten years. Um, I think we're going to be getting consoles for a while yet, but uh, I think I think Panic is probably a little bit more right on the fact, on the way that they're going to deliver. Um, that they're going to deliver the the media. I think the media is going to change a little bit um, digi- digitally. Um, but I feel like I they'll also... just want to get rid of. They want to get. I think they want to get rid of that rat race of this is the hardware that's going in the box with like the GPU and CPU. But and everybody's can, everybody's got to get on board with that, right? Yeah, because I know they're gonna company... have to. They're gonna have to demo it prop. No, that's the thing. They don't have to do the one company because all they can say is, "Hey, you guys develop the game for one platform." Like no, just no, no. For, just for PC. No, I'm talking about Sony or Xbox. If Sony or Xbox goes, you go ahead and you do your thing. Yeah. Now we're going to own the console market. Guess what, guys? The consoles, you know, Sony's trying to take away what you love. Don't worry. Xbox got the solution. We're coming out with the Xbox X. The same old shit you're used to. You go out and you buy the hardware. There it is. Um, also, when you do that, it, also when you have this thing on the internet where you have everything everything is done there are network problems uh and also it almost feels like there's no more progression no matter no matter what they'll tell you no matter if they say don't worry guys there cuz we're always so we're used to the next generation it's something to look forward to once things get stale like after 3 4 5 years, i don't know how long we're in and now in, in PS4 yeah. but we'll say 4 or 5 years once once you're in that long you start to look forward to the next thing. You you start to go well. It, it's it's almost how a franchise is rebooted. We we look at we look at something like Red Dead. Get it, get it on the next generation console. It isn't like hey, we're going to use the same chipset with the same everything that we used previously. You have something to look forward, and then well, and that's or, the thing or, though. Like again, that's the thing with with the remote hardware setup. All they have to do is be like, yo, here's a demo for the next Red Dead game that came out. And you get that performance. Like, you don't have to buy something new. But psychologically, there's something that really changes there because you don't. There's that psychological niceness of not having to buy it, though. I get exactly what you're saying because you get that itch to buy something new and get get it. But at the same time, I'd be pretty pumped. Like, you know what? I don't have to buy something new and I can play the new Red Dead. That's pretty sick. I agree. I mean, in theory, it's it's good, but you got to change the change the entire industry. To, like, I mean, it in such a drastic way. I don't know. What do you think, Adam? I it's it's tough because uh, for, well, first of all, uh, I don't. I think we're a real, real, a long ways away, real fucking long way away from streaming games to a TV like you use for your remote desktop. Like we are aeons away if only because the network connectivity for the average consumer in the states is hot fucking garbage absolute dog shit 
for the vast majority of citizens in the United States of America, and they're paying through the nose for it, and they have data caps. So to think that in five to eight years, all that's just going to like poof and go away is pretty much I think we'll have impossible. made progress towards it. I don't know if we'll necessarily be completely on it, but I, I feel like one of the next consoles, like not this gen, but whatever comes out in five to eight years, it'll have it where you can stream the games down to it too. It'll probably still have legacy stuff, but I feel like they're going to be going toward in that direction. And then their next step is you got hardcore gamers, which despite the fact that they're not the vast majority of the market, um, when games like Fortnite become popular, it's going to breed a whole new generation of hardcore gamers that are on a scale. Like we're getting a fresh injection of hardcore gamer on a scale that we haven't seen. And I actually, I can't off the top of my head ever think of a in time. In my lifetime, anyway. Like, think of the last time we got this kind, because normally the hardcore gaming segment, even within the gaming community, is not this big. Fortnite is now bigger than, like, arguably the casual gaming segment. So we're getting this massive influx of it. And on top of, of the network connectivity for, for data issues and, and whatnot is... It's the input latency for hardcore gamers that they will fight. And you're, I mean, you're talking about a segment of people that shit themselves over the difference between 120 hertz and 240 hertz and having a mouse that is wired versus wireless. You're talking about people that, that spend most of their time squinting at a 22-inch TN panel because they don't want to give up anything. There are still motherfuckers out there playing CSGO on CRTs overclocked to 75 hertz because that's the only way to play CSGO. And I understand that that's an, ex- you know, an extreme example but when you're talking about, I mean, think about it. When people go in and they're watching Ninja, what's one of the first things you see in chat all the fucking time? It's, what's your setup? What mouse are you using? What keyboard are you using? What are your game settings? You know, what do you eat in the morning to get yourself ready? What's your pre-workout supplement so that you can be awake for eight straight hours? Do you jerk off a, at night and, or in the morning? Like, yeah, do you get rid Which of your... leg do you put in your pants first? Do you get do you get rid of your testosterone or do you hold on to it for performance? Like, what, like, the... You, you can't expect that to be on the network side, but that's that's a, a minor thing in comparison, of course, to the to the ultimate problem, which is data caps and connectivity issues in general. I mean, maybe in eight years, New York and and Los Angeles, you know, New Jersey, uh, like Chicago, some of these data center heavy areas might be okay, where you can get these these fiber one gig in both directions you know, whatever, and then hope that your uptime is also incredible. Um, but th- I think that's, uh, personally, if I was a betting man, I'd be, I'd be, that's a hard pass for me. I'd be on the other side of the field saying, uh, not going to happen. Uh, it, would be, it would also be rip every video game store out there on the market. Which, which is, which is, that, that's, which that's, is inevitably probably going to happen. Yeah. Eventually. That's their you know, problem the to over. Yeah. yeah. Like that's their problem to overcome. But from the industry perspective, I think there's some serious limitations that not even a decade is going to solve. Um, I think we're, we're looking at more like 15, 20, uh, because at the end of the day, you're not going to even see it in the States first. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be it's when in our like, kids are it's our gonna, it's when our kids are, are like teenagers. You're going to see is, this shit is when we're going. In, oh, shit. Yeah. In Korea first, you're going to see it in places where the Internet is like for everyone. And and the connection is God tier. Like they'll be in like 
in places like um, uh, Thailand and shit like that. They just had this God tier internet available uh, to everyone uh, for like $3 a month. And it's just uncapped. And it's just pure unadulterated internet. Like that's that's where you see it first. The odds of this ever making this, especially when you get you know fuckboy Slim, a Jeep pie, I drink uh, dog shit from a Reese's peanut butter cup mug, trying to like go in there and dick everything around uh, and getting away with murder and collusion and God knows what other you know uh, illegal shit he's been pulling off in the last while. You're a long way away from that going anywhere. So yeah. for me, consoles are here for for more than another generation. I think when it comes to calling something another generation. It's that we just get we just get more and more iterative, like a cell phone. So you're gonna get more of this Xbox One, Xbox One X, S, Xbox One X. You know, you go through the alphabet, and and then then we decide. You know, four iterations later. All right, now it's the iPhone Six. Now we can start labeling it S and whatever again, and so on and so forth. That's more likely, and we started seeing shades of that. Obviously, this generation. From everyone, pretty much, uh, and I'm sure we're going to see it from Nintendo as, as well as, 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 at some We've point. We've gotten to the point where we can just get the Xbox again. Yeah, I mean, like anything it's, on the end. Yeah, it's it's pretty much. I think that's where we're headed. It's going to be less about uh, uh, about dramatic changes. I can see. I can certainly see the the market moving towards digital downloads being the the majority. Uh, and that will certainly come along a lot better again when data caps aren't as big of a problem and when console uh, public, uh, console uh, makers are putting more than a friggin' terabyte or two terabytes uh, into, a, into a console and then saying go buy an add-on external USB or, or buy your own hard drive but it has to be you know of this specification all this crap and you gotta jump through hoops. Just give people a massive-ass hard drive and just... Or or make it terabytes. Or make it a yeah, just make it a skew. Like why why do we not have a four terabyte hard drive console right now that's just a skew and you pay for it? Like just just make it a a, a skew and be done with it. I just don't understand. So that will happen more than anything. But yeah, I I think I think he's a bit ahead of the curve in 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 that regard. Uh, If he is saying that it's the delivery of games more than anything, then I would agree that that's obviously the case. But so much of it, in fact, this entire conversation hinges on uh, on North American and more specifically um, uh, U.S. internet. And without that, we are stuck perpetually <laughs> where we are right now. Uh, so, you know, I can't even count on one hand how many times in a week I see a streamer in the States crying about their internet being gone for like three days at a time or, or that they're connection just falls apart and is like sputtering yeah. and stopping. Um, yeah, we're just Jordan, not there yet. We're just not there yet. Uh, Jordan Soma just moved. Uh, uh, and in his uh, his new city, I can't remember where he is now, he went from having great internet and now he's, he's in stuck. Vegas, isn't he? Yeah, now he's stuck in Vegas with like just this super inconsistent, slow-ass internet. So, you know, it's just it's just the way it's just the it way all depends on like again. They've been putting a lot of tech into the compression and the video. Card. There's like there's a lot of software and network tech that can help mitigate. There, there, there's a there's a path to it, which is why I'm saying five to eight years. But it all depends on how they how they go forward with it. Because um, sending a 1080p or even a 4K 60 um, stream is not that 
terrible if you have the compression right. So yeah, that it's just not like going to happen anytime soon. If they if they even did it in five to eight years, that's basically like iPhone getting rid of their headphone jack, and it's yeah. going to be a ba- it's going to be a bad right, time. And even people are it's, going. Maybe this wasn't a good idea. Yeah, yeah. They're going to they're gonna go, uh, and I can guarantee the other one. So say if it was Sony that did this, Xbox is going to go, oh, we ain't following this motherfucking suit. Let me suit. bring that back. And let, yeah, let's, come come on over to Xbox. And Our everyone's going to go, okay, take my money. We're Fuck this internet now. bullshit. Call Fuck it, it now. now. Technical Alpha, episode 415, which is going to be E3 2025. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Calling we'll it right here, That's boys. when it's going to happen? Yes. The, I'll, the, I'll, the, hey, hey! I'll bet you an Xbox is the or C- a PlayStation. Is the I will bet you whatever console they I'll go announce that year. I will Jeff. bet you whatever console too. Is the All CEO right, won't happen? Is the Let's CEO of, of OnLive going to be the one that gives the news, or is it going to be uh, somebody else? No, what they're going to do is they're going to hire an assassin because murder will be legal. Of course. Kill the CEO of OnLive and then use his grave as the announcement platform. Perfect. Ooh. That sounds like that's a, that's a dystopian uh, future. Uh, maybe just cyberpunk it out and, and we'll make even more money. Launch title for that platform will be Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, Steam has made an interesting decision here in the last like 48 hours, uh, whereby they've decided that Steam is going to be almost the Wild West, uh, shy of a couple of rules in terms of what games can and cannot show up on Steam. They're taking a, they're taking this awkward, almost entirely hands off, except for when you know things get a little too real, and then they come in and and you know pick and, and choose uh, more directly. But otherwise, pretty much anything goes on Steam now. And they this that is just, hasn't been the case. And this is no, which is scary, huh? So and this is just on the back of them having just recently shut down like a whole whack of like anime games that are just you know a bunch of like waifu simulator uh, simulators and and uh, then not even like a couple of days after that, now they're coming out and being like, yeah, you know what? Just everything, just go for it. Um. Personally, I think that's lazy as hell, and it's probably not, it's probably going to backfire really quick, and they're going to end up regretting this decision. Uh, but I just thought I'd toss that out there. What do you guys think is likely to happen when you just open it up to the internet? What kind of incredible content are we going to get on Steam? I honestly, and, and and I don't think we have to spend too much time on this. No, this is a quick I, in and out. I honestly don't give a flying fuck what goes on Steam. Mm. It doesn't affect me in any way, shape, or form. When I go to Steam, I go there for purpose. There's a game I want to buy, and I know it's on Steam. I'm going there to buy it. As long as and I can find I it. Want, and if I want, well, I can find it via the search bar. That's pretty easy. And usually any game that I'm buying is the most top five or whatever thing that's going on. As long as they keep the top ten or whatever they got going on, or I can search via genre up at the top, or there's a little search bar and I can search it, I don't give a shit. Do I want to see them do it? Well, not really, because it is it is going to be spammy. But at the end of the day, it doesn't it doesn't affect me at all. I think the only the only thing that it could affect are it it, it could bury some of the smaller games that are legitimately good with the indie um, stuff, like like some good indie stuff that is mm. getting just uh, basically buried like a new streamer on Twitch via all the saturation. Um, but once again, that's not Steam's problem. And and if Steam is a platform that wants to make money, 
and and a game is going to go through whatever little hurdles that there are to get on Steam, um, then then it's going to be up to the to the developer and the publisher to uh, to come up with some creative uh, marketing. To, to get their game out there. It's really quite that simple. Or they're going to have to pay Steam for like front page or however they do things. So at the end of the day, it's not not really a Steam problem. Um, but that's really the only negative thing that I can think of. Yeah, my only thing is, and Steam mentioned that they're not going to push out these changes until they have the tools to kind of get around it, is that um, they, they took two approaches to it, which everyone jumped on the first part but didn't even bother listening to the second part. It's pretty much saying that yeah, as long as it's not like straight up fraud or trolling or whatever, it it'll be allowed on Steam, but you also have the counter right to be able to completely filter it out and have your criteria. So they want to improve what you can choose to expose yourself to on it. So that's that second part's been my biggest problem with the platform right now because there's just so much shovel work crap that I really don't care about. Um if they give me the tools to filter out that stuff i don't really care what they allow on the platform they're kind of going with the we've tried curating it and everyone gets mad no matter what we do so you know what deal with it yourselves we're giving you the tools to do it yourself you know if you don't want to see it it's not there yeah it, I, to me i just don't even see how even this even the the the, the shit box games that are that are being spammed on there all the time i don't even see how that's a problem like i don't yeah. even like, it like, just makes I, it noisy for some people. Like if they want does, a clean shopping experience, it, they don't. But get it's that. like it, it's it's like going it's like going to Google and saying there's just too much there's just too much to search. It's like you're going there for purpose. You don't go to Google and go. You know what? I think I'm just gonna browse Google today. You go in there with purpose. You go in there to look at the, the most recent Jennifer Lawrence nudes or to go and look at whatever. And you're gonna type it in there, and then they're gonna give you the content that you're looking for. It's not like it's. You're it's saying like, you haven't gotten lost in the weird part of the internet, Jeff. I or that on one YouTube, Google search. On, where on that one YouTube, Google search just kind of go leads down the spider web. On YouTube, I've definitely gone that down that rabbit hole. No, no, no. Uh, where you've seen something on YouTube and then you're like, you know what? I'm a little curious now. And then no. you Google that phrase to figure out more about it. And then you go back no. to YouTube and you, you don't go Can down honestly, that rabbit hole. I can honestly say uh, I I've never gone down that rabbit hole. I've gone down a video rabbit hole on YouTube uh, many of times, but I have never in my life gone to Steam and go. You know what I feel like doing? I feel like just shoveling through five thousand games to see what just piques my I, interest. And I, I guess actually if there's do, people that that do that. If there's people that do that, then then you're then you're going to look for that anyway. So you're gonna. Well, that's the you thing. Like options. I'm like I'm looking for. I'm like I want a single player RPG. I'll try to use their filtering to find that. You know, I might, I might, I, I want, I want the better, um, what the hell is that? Um, there's a word for it that I'm completely blanking on. It's really common. Um, when you explore, not exploring what the, when they, when they expose it to you or whatever. God damn like it. an experience? <sighs> whatever. I'll find it out later. It's like when uh. it's, a, it's, it's the exploration thing where it's like, it, where they give you like, if you're listening to music and they're giving you new artists and stuff Suggestions? that are not yeah, suggestions would be one way to phrase it. <laughs> I'm whatever. It's a steam. I, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of in the same boat there. I just I I don't care as long as um there there are very few personally if I and this is again personally you know from Steam's perspective as a company what they do or what they allow or don't allow is obviously up to them and it's not like I'm going to go out of my way to go searching for these things and there's an argument to be made. 
to and or for and against what I'm about to say here. But like, for example, one of the things that was a hot topic this week was a game called Active Shooter. It was literally just a school shooting simulator that was put on Steam. That's a hard no. Well, you, you, if I'm Steam, and I believe Steam got rid of it, but like that, if, if they can at least continue to do that, then I'm happy. Uh, Rayplay should not be on Steam. It is a game specifically about about raping girls. That's that's a bad life choice to be on your platform because whether or not you say that the stuff that you see on this uh, on this platform does not expressly, you know. Uh, uh, align with our views political or otherwise that d- people aren't going to care if you still leave that around and people are complaining about it and you're like well we can't do it because if we did that it would be setting up a, a slippery slope precedent where we'd be removing games forever then i think now they, now you're just being an idiot um so as long as they can still stay on top of those things that's fine i don't all the shovelware bullshit rpg maker you know Billy's Quest, whatever, like random crap you get. Just game can be on Steam now. Absolutely, absolutely. You are now open to making all your money off of those semen. It's just that's the way it goes. The the door has been opened. So yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much my take. Is as long as they can keep on top of that uh, on top of that stuff, then then whatever. (laughs) The rest of it's just whatever. I still think I still think it's a bold move, Cotton, to uh, to just open the floodgates to the internet on that but uh we'll see how it plays out for him hey guys surprise here are you sitting down crackdown 3 has been delayed until 2019 i know that's shocking again i know that's shocking but here we are crackdown 3 all right i want i want i know i know what my hot take is do you guys think this game is ever going to come out um yeah it will they'll eventually be like all right you guys just need to release it go I'll I'll say sure. I don't think it's coming out ever. I think this thing's dead in the water. Uh, this is like the third delay now, and it's not a small one. It's huge. And unless Microsoft des- decides to go against past policy, like what they do with Scalebound, where they just kept dumping money into a game that got delayed like five times, unless they, they go against what they did with that, then this game is never coming out. It's just not going to happen. And in all honesty, I in all honesty, I just I just think if it was going to be out, it would have been out already, or at the very least, it would have been a push on for the holiday season. They're not even shooting for holiday season; they're nah. just like toss that Next out next year, toss that out in like April, just see what happens. So I don't think I don't even think that Gary game's coming Cruz's out. His retirement gift will be Crackdown Three's launch. He'll have the he'll have the the disc that was stamped for gold. Like going yeah. to gold, he'll have the only disc. He'll the master His golden years, and yeah, that's he'll it. He'll be like he'll be like that crazy guy that was fucking uh, that bought the the only Wu Tang album. That'll be Martin uh, Screlly. Martin Screlly. Yeah, yeah. Screlly. That that'll be uh, that'll be Once Cruz. He'll have the Shaolin. only copy of Crackdown Three. Uh, also, in uh, random news, Shaq Fu that that uh, updated were the the remake or the extension of the original. That's out now. So if you want to just uh, spend some money, Shaq Fu, hit it up. I'm good. When's your let play? When's your let's play, Adam? My let's play of Shaq Fu coming to you, to a theater near you, right around the time that Elder Scrolls Six comes out, because Fallout seventy six was announced instead of uh, Bethesda coming out and saying, "Hey guys, 
We know <sighs> that we've been shoving Skyrim down your throat now for five years or more. And it's on every platform, and we're running out of places to put it. But, hear us out. We still don't have enough money to properly make Elder Scrolls Six, so we got to go back to the cookie jar on the Fallout universe and reuse some of our assets from Fallout 4 and hope that we can make some more money so that we can properly make Elder Scrolls Six. And so they did this, this live stream thing where they ran like a... a like they pulled a me basically they put out a starting soon screen on for like 24 straight hours uh except it was actually like 24 straight hours or some crazy nonsense like that they should have done 76 they missed an opportunity yeah opportunity missed and then they showed this trailer which was just a bunch of like country music and stuff that looked like fallout and then a dude puts on a jacket with 76 on it and everyone's like woo fallout I thought I honestly thought it was Overwatch when I first saw it. I was like, "Well, uh, unfortunately, spinoff." Okay, yeah. Unfortunately for for Fallout in regards to you know Soldier seventy six is that is that uh, um, Vault seventy six has been part of Fallout lore since the original game. So uh, I was just so upset because I, I I didn't realize I, I miscounted which vault it was. Yeah, and I thought it was that other vault, like seventy seven. Yeah, no, no, I'm that's so sad. No, we get we get the we get the vanilla the vanilla uh, vault on this one. So for those of you that don't know, Vault seventy six is the vault that was supposed to work exactly like described, and you know you come out and rebuild. Vault seventy seven was the one where it was really at, because the contents of that vault was one man and a crate of puppets. <laughs> that's that's the fire right there, one man and some puppets. Let's find out how his psyche holds up there. It was a supply. It had fully supplied for the full thousand people for however many years, but no other people other than the one guy got in. That's sounds like uh, that sounds like Mister Rogers, uh, except he got a TV show uh, out of that gig. Uh, but yeah, so, so Fallout seventy six is a thing. Um, we're gonna see more obviously at E three, which is starting up this weekend. Bethesda's thing is on. S- Sunday or Monday? I can't remember which one now off the top of my head. Uh, and apparently it's supposed to be from uh, what we've seen and heard an online survival game. Which sounds to me like Rust, but Fallout, which also sounds to me like bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, I, I know, I I mean, I've played Fallout 3 and 4. Jeff, you played Fallout 3. I don't know if you, I don't think you played 4, did you? No. So you probably don't get I a, bought it. I think I bought it and I and I played a few hours. Like I remember, is that the one where you start off in a house and you got like a kid and there's like a birthday yes, cake or yeah, something? Yeah, that's 3. And then you All beat right. it in like, you beat it in like 4 hours because you managed to find like the last mission area immediately. Yeah, no, that was... Yeah, no, 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 no. I I did beat that one. No, but I'm talking about four. Like four, there's like another like dream thing that happens at the beginning, and then there's like a mailman that comes to the door or something. Oh yeah, okay. I don't know. I, I think am, maybe I'm dropping frame. I'm dropping frames right now. The internet is randomly dying. Somebody must be downloading something crazy right now on Steam and not throttling what they're downloading. Uh, but yeah, so that's. But what what are your thoughts on on Fallout? I just but online, like what what an online survival 
uh, follow game. What does that even mean? Like what? Is, like what does that? What does that really it's mean? One, it, if they're doing it like Rust or whatever, Fallout is actually one of the IP only IPs out there that exists already. They'll be really well suited for it. But at the same time, we've all seen how early access survival games have generally been online. Yeah. So leave it to Bethesda. And if it's on Gamebryo, because they said they're using assets and stuff that they built from like Fallout 4, I don't have much faith are. in it. Yeah. Why why wouldn't uh, that's what I was saying yeah. in the beginning is they're trying to squeeze as much money out of their current assets as they can to ultimately this is my theory. That's why they, we've been getting Skyrim on every console known to man uh, and every platform is they're saving money to make the first game that's not on Gamebryo for the first time in 20 years. But they're gonna have a lot of money to do it, and so this is that's my theory: is that this is the last one. After this, we're going to get possibly like a a, a Fallout Four or a Fallout Three uh, remaster, like we got with Skyrim, maybe. But I think after this, we're going to just basically get the announcement of the next Elder Scrolls. Uh, I feel like they're gonna use the new. Um tech engine and like try to do what ea is doing and like unify their studios under because zenimax has got a ton of studios they might try to unify under like the id tech stuff to try to do like you know elder scrolls fall because they have a bunch of games that are similar that they can probably do pretty well on that engine yeah we'll see but uh either way um all i saw was a bunch of very happy people about fallout which just you know I'm happy for you. We'll see. We'll see more come E3, which again is coming up soon. And we will have the spectrum of coverage that we can provide here, which is basically going to be uh, myself through all of the, um, all the conferences uh, that I can sit down with the beige screen uh, with the beige screen. And uh, these gentlemen will hop in whenever they have a a hot minute and uh, we'll, we'll give her uh, a go. New Pokemon game, gents. A mainline RPG, 2019, with graphics. This is not the other one, right? No, this is not the one that's out now. This is the the one that's 2019. This is the one with the cute little Pokeballs you can yeah. physically use. Yeah, you get like the the Pokeball controller. It 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 has uh it it kind of hybrids with Pokemon Go for like features. It's not really a, nece- a necessity, but it's there. And it's like called Pokemon Let's Go. And there's two versions, like every Pokemon game, because you have to be able to sell two copies. Well, that's what I was saying. That's the one that they just... Is that the mainline RPG? Or yes. Is that the... Yes, it's oh. Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Or if you listen to the trailer, it's more like Let's Go Eevee. Eevee sounds like it strokes out when it says its name in the trailer. It's really weird. It doesn't even sound like Eevee. It's just some complete nonsense. Uh, but it's like Onyx basically, but slightly different. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's coming up and it looks pretty good. I mean, we didn't see a heck of a lot. It's a long way out. So they probably don't have all that much to show. We didn't see a heck of a lot, dude. It was like a three and a half minute trailer. I think I I thought I played the whole fucking game. That that one looked like Pokemon Go more than anything. Yeah. Like like we we saw, we were getting like a core level main. We saw, yeah, we saw, we saw a fair amount of like, uh, of like combat but we didn't we didn't really see we didn't see a lot that we didn't would likely didn't already expect aside from like you know the fact that you can do the drop-in co-op thing and throw pokeballs simultaneously and you know stuff like that but um uh Dude, give me, yeah give me pokemon stadium with pokemon snap in an actual pokemon yeah. rpg because you have the switch now 
put them all do all of that in one game that's oh that's never gonna happen not a chance but yeah they're the they've got that coming and uh look it finally looks like a proper extension of pokemon for the first time since oh god uh what the DS Pokemon games? Like when was the last time there was any kind of revolution in the Pokemon games? I mean, hot damn. Pokemon Go. That was pretty that <laughs> was it. <laughs> pretty much. So yeah, that's that's coming up. Uh again, I'm we're likely to see more at the, the Treehouse event, which I think is on Tuesday coming next week. Uh, uh I'm sure we'll we'll see more, or at the very least we'll we'll get more information uh, yeah, about that. I mean, that. it looks good. It it's it I watched the whole thing and for for Pokemon lovers, it, it looks like it's a treat. Like it looks like it's it's going to, uh, it looks like it's going to be like what you said, an extension. Like finally, there's something new here, um, and something practical. Looks like you know. Oh, I I best I messed up apparently. So let's go. Is is this year? It's a super dinky one. Gen, that's why I'm confused. Gen eight is next year. Okay, so I I I messed that up. But either way, there is like the mainline one is coming. Yeah. Uh, is coming next year. I'll just I I uh, when I see it like I can't get excited about Pokemon anymore um, mm. because I'm a 31 year old male and I just think Pokemon is extremely childish um, and it hasn't matured with its with its like audience. Um, it, it just kind of stayed for kids, uh, which is cool. But I've kind of just there's this disconnect for me now. I'm sure, like even with Pokemon Go, I downloaded it. I got into the craze. I pl- I didn't even put that much effort in. I think I got like a Pokemon, uh, so I didn't even use it much. I just kind of did just to kind of be part of what was going on, and and even that to me just felt like I just felt like a moron, just walking around uh, finding the same five Pokemon and watching everybody do the same thing. It was like. Uh, it was weird, um, but it was cool. The first couple times I did it, I was like, "Oh, this is interesting," and then it just bored the living shit out of me. Like Talking you about Pokemon f- Go, yeah, yeah. You yeah, couldn't yeah. you couldn't fight the Pokemon with with other like people. You couldn't like battle. You couldn't you couldn't do all the cool shit that Pokemon. I mean, you can kind of do that now. It just took them a long time to get. Yeah, there. but I mean, it, but I I was out before. Yeah, I don't course. even know where it is now. I'm just I just clonked out. Um, you know, there was like a gym and you could go there and try and take over mm. or whatever, but y- you couldn't fight anybody. Like you couldn't go up to somebody and be like, yo, I, I train these Pokemon. Let's fucking let's duel. Like, let's just go for it. Let's get competitive here. Um, because, you know, when when you are 30 years old, I don't want to just skip around and I got to catch them all. I got to catch them all. And then like, you know, have a fucking bunch of Clefairies in my goddamn phone and be like, oh, I'm having such a blast. You know what I mean? I just, I get clonked out. Like, in order for Pokemon to be cool for me, it has to mature a little bit. Like, still keep the, yeah. still keep the, 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 the fun uh, PG-13 or fucking PG element that you got, like PG-5 for all I care. Like, keep it kitty and keep it fun and, and cute and, and nostalgic. But just raise it up a little bit. Like you even saw, like when I played Pokemon Stadium, it there it, it felt it felt like a like a progression in terms of the maturity level uh, from from playing it on Game Boy, where where there was dueling and and you know it it just felt 
there were some stakes involved, and it's like, man, we've come up to the big leagues, you know? Now we actually get to be the Ash Ketchum. You know, this is great. But now it's just like, you know what? Let's just fucking hold hands and let's skip to the park and let's find a bunch of fucking Clefairies and Wiggly Tufts or whatever the hell, Jiggly Puffs. And, and that's the show. I want I want a real Pokemon game that is going to excite me where, where I, I'm going to go, you know what, Adam? Like, Adam's like... Adam's like, you know what, man, you got to get this Pokemon game, because I know Adam has got a hard on Pokemon. battle each other. He's like, yo, you, we got to get this Pokemon game. I'm like, dude, I ain't fucking get no Pokemon game. But then if you're like, yo, yo, we can battle. Like, we can go fucking, you know, <laughs> we can just see this crazy shit on screen. Like, I can see your Pokemon on one end, and I'm my Pokemon to that shit. And I've been in the fucking, I've been downtown on the waterfront, just, just, oh, just fucking, my, my Charmander turned into a Charmeleon, and now it's a fucking Charizard, and you have no idea I got a Charizard waiting for that ass. Be almost like it's to be like playing the, the the card game where where you could you can construct your own deck and and you could try and outplay your opponent and there was like this element of competitiveness. If there was that, where I don't know what the fuck you've been up to with your Pokemon. Like I've been I've been taking naps in the afternoon and Adam's been out in out in the fucking woods, you know, t- training his his War Turtle. And he's on the brink of, of becoming a Blastoise. He's like, let's go, bitch. And I'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. That's the only way I'm getting into Pokemon. That's the only way it excites me. But if we got to do Jeff this PG rolling up on an thing, elementary man, school in a C63 with a switch in his hand. Yeah. Like, motherfuckers, I'll pull up to the elementary school and bust these kids. Right? I'll fucking make them cry. I'll kill their Pikachus. I don't give a fuck. But no, we always got to keep it kitty. And it's, it's just... <laughs> Gay! <laughs> Don't like it. It's boring. Uh, yeah. So I I've never been like huge on the Pokemon games. I've just I've just got like uh, a a a bad itch for collectible card stuff, and magic is too expensive. So I always just kind of stuck with Pokemon. Uh, and there's like this nostalgia factor for me with Pokemon, so it kind of ropes me in. Uh, once every like five six years i'll go binge pokemon cards but yeah with the games after i beat yellow i i never really uh, i had pokemon black because i bought it with the 3ds that i bought when jeff and i were doing more traveling to like play on the planes and and whatnot and i played like a handful of hours there i just was like this is the same game i played (laughs) when i was you know nine playing pokemon yellow on my game boy color like, yep. why am I playing this right now? Again, it's the same game. And it, so it's, you get something it's like Bravely Default, though. And it's been the same game forever. It's still literally pretty much the same game. It's literally it's still pretty much the exact same game today. And obviously, it's doing very well for them because they're selling of ridiculous numbers of, of games. But for me, I, yeah, I've never been a big fan of the game. So I'm hoping that whatever they've got coming up, you know, uh, in the pipeline gets me more involved. I love Pokemon Go for different reasons. Uh, one, it was like a, a, a reason to, for me to get the hell out of the house and just go for a walk. Like I wasn't going specifically necessarily to play Pokemon Go, but it gave me more, more incentive to walk longer. Like instead of doing like a regular route, we'd be out walking for like four Dude. straight hours Dude. just doing Pokemon Go. I was in DreamHack Austin this weekend. Mm. Um, I posted some pictures of the weather, um, and it was very moist in the sense that it was like 107 degrees. At like 9 or 10 p.m., it was, you know, it had cooled down to like 95 degrees. Um, A bunch of people I was hanging out with, you know, like Nathanius and a bunch of other people decided, hey, we're going to go out and go do Pokemon Go. And I'm like, "What? why? They're like, 
it's double XP at all the Pokestops, and there's like hundreds of them around us, and I'm like, nope. I'm going to go to a place that's air-conditioned and drink for a while because yep. it's 95 degrees out. And they went for like three miles, apparently, from what I'm hearing. Yeah. Like, no, like around uh, Austin for it. When it first hit... It was uh, nobody can deny the phenomena that was Pokemon Go when it first hit. Everyone was outside playing Pokemon Go. People were doing the dumbest crap. They were walking off cliffs into traffic, driving off into riverbeds. Like just everything was Pokemon Go mania, and people were getting out and like meeting new people that never leave the house. Like they were like talking, like and everything was great. And then. Uh, Nantech just totally dropped the ball. They fucked the tracker up bad. The servers, bless Niantech's soul, could never keep up with the just unbelievable, unprecedented number of mobile users trying to connect to their servers at, at every waking moment of the day. And uh, once I fell out of the habit with the game, uh, and, and they changed how the tracking works, which is still just catching Pokemon now is just, it's garbage in comparison to what it was like when the game first came out. And I understand why they have to do it the way they're doing it now. It's because the servers would literally explode if they tried to do it the old way. But that was why I liked the Pokemon Go in that iteration is because it, it actually made you go exploring to find the Pokemon instead of just, I'm going to go to this Pokestop or I know it's, I know it's pretty much just over here and it's done and it's whatever. And like, yay, I got my Pokemon instead of, like I was going to places around where I lived where I'd never actually been before. I went off like because I had no reason to be there until Pokemon Go, and I'd just go for a walk, and it'd be nice outside, and I'd end up in locations I'd never been before, and it was kind of crazy. So, yeah, it was it was a, an interesting time to say the least. Uh, but uh, but now I'm just out of the Pokemon Go game, and and it's a huge grind, and the microtransactions are very very real, uh, indeed. But uh, but yeah, the new Pokemon game, we'll, we'll see how it pans out. The Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee thing is apparently, by the way it looks, is it's kind of like the Pokemon Yellow formula, pretty much. You got Pikachu or Eevee following you around, but with graphics that look like they're just shy of N64, which means it's a thousand times better than every other Pokemon game that's come up before it. Um, and we'll see what exactly the main line, whatever they, you know, whatever that's going to be, uh, we'll likely see more of that. I would imagine at the Treehouse event, uh, next Tuesday, battlefield five is, <laughs> they all need to learn the, how to friggin' count the trailer in battlefield five or fourth ba battlefield five. If you go to YouTube right now, that link that's there, you just take a peek. See at two things. One, the like dislike ratio. So and now. then and then just read a couple of comments and just soak it up. Um, EA has not done themselves very many favors on this one. A lot of people are complaining about the historical inaccuracy of just about everything that's in this trailer, which normally I'd say, you know what, guys, it's a video game. Just slow your roll. But when Call of Duty, you know, whatever what they did here not long ago with the World War II thing came out and people put them on blast for not having, uh, you know, some semblance of, of reality in the World War II era that they placed their game. EA was coming out saying that Battlefield was going to be historically accurate. And then we get this trailer and 
And there are some comments here that are golden because they go through almost like Jeff. What's that? What's that uh, YouTube channel? The Cineflix or yes, the, uh, the, they go the, through. The, so it goes through like you. Uh, you, you, might, you might even everything that's wrong with fucking yeah. Battlefield in fifteen minutes, and, and just and, and they go through the trailer like point by point for all the crazy shit that's in this trailer. Uh, and there's a couple of beauties, here. and I saved I saved one here that I want to read. Well, if you guys are watching the trailer, I'm gonna read. This. I've already saw. I watched the live the oh, live thing oh, on Twitch. Oh, okay. So, so I got the I got the the initial reaction. This is this is one of my favorite comments I've ever seen on YouTube. It comes from Ben James. Okay, he says, "You know, this game is 100 percent historically accurate. My grandma and, uh, and grandpa met when the two of them were fighting alongside each other on D-Day." Grandpa just picked up a katana he found on the ground after nearly getting hit from a jeep falling from the sky when in the corner of his eye, he caught sight of a woman with a hot pink face paint and a prosthetic leg. He wandered over to her, completely ignoring his friend's call for medical attention. He could just, he could just get that fake leg after all. The two of them jumped on the nearest tank they found, my grandma driving it, and my grandpa hanging from the top, one hand firing an MG-42, and in the other, a paint, other painting some new emblems on his jacket, all while blasting out uh, the, to use their exact wording, sick beats on the radio. Once they reached whatever they were going, uh, wherever they were going, they found a teddy bear and just strapped it onto the tank because why not? Yo, you see that shit? Yo, my grandpa's, he shot down a plane with all of six bullets, but she couldn't hear him as she was busy bludgeoning somebody to death with a baseball bat. Unfortunately, because there was no distinctive uniforms on the soldiers then, and the Nazis didn't have swastikas on their uniforms, it was only when the fighting had calmed down did my grandma realize my grandma, uh, grandpa was German. Bloody hell, old friend, she said, since she was a stereotypically British person after all. They covered it up now. Just uh, They just say my grandma worked in a, mu- a munitions factory and my grandpa just hung around with a few disgusting white males in some soggy, wet trenches. Glad to see their true stories are now being told. Wow. And that's pretty much a breakdown in story form of what this trailer is, well, what's going on in this trailer. And it's true. And I... I, uh, I wouldn't have nearly as much of a problem with with this if EA hadn't said that they were going to go for, you know, historically accurate World War II. But they did. And they fucked up. Because the amount of just nonsense in this trailer, even for the sake of being epic, shit just does not even make sense. Stuff just getting crazy. Uh, like, I can look past the fact that there's a female fighting in this trailer i i can do that because i cr- while- i'm gonna be honest i cringed a little bit when i saw the female immediately. Now, like and and then and then on yes. top of that yeah i had double cringe when when i saw prosthetic. the female uh, no no the okay. i i was whatever for <laughs> okay. the prosthetic all okay. right i was like all right. whatever okay all right that's not what did me in honestly i got hooked up on the female going just going buck shit ham wild and then at the very end when the trailer ends and this was during the live stream and they showed the actual <laughs> they revealed the 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 front of the game kind of like an NBA like who's going to be on the fucking and it was and it was, the and it was the girl yeah. I I was just I 
Dude, I'm. I was very. I've. I've. Anyway, I'm. Okay. I don't even want to say. I don't even want to talk because if I do, I'm, I'm gonna have the Me Too movement on my ass, and it's the last thing I need right now. Look, so I look, was just done, man. I, was I didn't. Done. I didn't really care about all of that stuff. Like, I'm like cool if they want to do that. All I really care about is I want to see what the gameplay looks like actually, and I want to see what they did with it. I don't really care otherwise. There's some for me. For me, so from my perspective, there's there's some. There's some line for me with artistic license with something like World Wars. Because um, they are significant global historic events that when in a form like a video game, when there are going to be, there's going to be a generation of kids playing this that at this point may not even have grandparents that were in the war. Like they're going to just be, they're going to be great grandparents who are long since passed away to have not a particularly strong basis in what actually was going down and then absorbing what they're seeing within this video game and extrapolating it, whether they mean to or not as fact there's like a weird line for me that I don't even know I could draw if I wanted to. So I don't even, I wouldn't even force that upon somebody to, to attempt. But for me, that's kind of, they kind of like, they're approaching whatever, whatever line that would be, they're kind of approaching it for me with this. There were women that fought in the war, obviously. There wasn't very many of them. And to my knowledge, from a like from a legal standpoint in the States, women were flat out barred for fighting uh, if they were American. Brits, I don't know. There might have been like some some uh, kind of like rogue, you know, trust as boys, gorilla, like well, some guerrilla <laughs> warfare type actual Europe fighters. Of, there were a lot of women fighters. France, I'm pretty sure. Fighters. France, I'm pretty sure had resistance uh, fighters that were uh, women. I think probably had more than than most countries short of Russia. I think was another yeah, major one. Um, like lots of like notable Russian snipers were women, for example, but. Like we're talking a, a like a, a tiny, so it's it, I I don't it it's just I feel like they're approaching it a bit odd, and then a lot of the stuff that we're just seeing, you know, with this like m like the MG two four whatever one handed f- zero recoil just that was ridiculous. Like like just uh, there's there's just limits for me, and the the game pushed it again. It's a video game, and. It is. It is what it is, and I. I too am just interested in how the game plays. But there are also kind of like what Jeff was pointing out when the the woman was on the cover. You would never be able to convince me that that's not there for any other reason than to pander to the the to pander to the current that's it socio political climate that is currently going on right now. It's not for any other reason. They're not doing it because it's historically accurate because it's not. They're not doing it um for for any other reason than to just try and get into the good graces of a super vocal minority that are just flat out head hunting for all the wrong reasons and it's a bit silly. Now, I'm pretty sure the company or the guys, the developers for this are Swedish and um, work. Uh, again, somebody can correct me hard on this one because 
I could be horribly wrong on this, but Sweden was pretty much neutral on that bad boy, that war. And so I don't know how in-depth, personally, Sweden is versed in the realities of World War II. Um, They certainly wouldn't have that many, if they were, in fact, uh, uh, in that vein, they wouldn't have that many... uh, people who were physically in combat coming home. So families in terms of the, like not at the scale, I guess uh, of um, like Canada or the U S or, or other countries involved where in generations now are affected by the war in terms of, you know, my grandfather was world war two. Um, all of his friends that were living in the area, many of them were tank corps. They were world war two uh like pretty much everyone my age or a little older their their grandparents and were just part of the war and the stories if you even are lucky enough to hear them because not everyone's willing to talk about it for obvious reasons they're not they're they're not some sort of like michael bay extravaganza where you had john rambo and like a girl jumping backwards doing a 360 no scope with a sniper rifle headshot with like her prosthetic leg or whatever. Like there's no, like just this, this madness, like random falling vehicles out of the sky, a bridge that looks like it just goes over land for no reason, but to be blown up just, just too much, too much artistic license. That's artistic license in, in what ends up personally being for me kind of a negative, a <laughs> negative spin. Um, I don't give a shit, honestly. Like they can go ahead me. and just do whatever. Um, I don't think in any in any way are they deliberately trying to offend um, anybody that has any type of family connection to the World War. I mean, we've seen tons and tons of different renditions and reimagination uh, of the events that happened uh, during the during the, the war uh, the World War World War Two. But they mostly, they and, were mostly pretty respectful to the actual, like, the, the grit and actual happenings well, I mean, of the we, war. Listen, listen, we haven't played the game. We got a fucking trailer, all right? We, that, that's it. We got a trailer. We have no idea what the missions are like, what where we go. I know that it's supposed to be um, just completely, uh, they're going to be, like, updating content, so you're going to do one type part Give of the war and then another long. thing part of the war and so on and so forth. Give us that hour-long I, thing they did, like, Battle I don't one, really so care it. all that much. I mean, we've seen movies that have taken this, the World War II and have gone absolute batshit crazy with it. So, to me, it's, I don't even think, honestly, that's what people were complaining about. I think what people were complaining about is the fact that they said that they were doing something that was that was factual, and then they they gave they yeah, packaged exactly, this, yeah. and that's what they gave. I don't think the argument, or, or at least maybe that's your argument. You mean you, you that's might? That's I'm just saying. I, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I'm but, not taking offense to. It. I'm just saying personally, there's like a, a artistic license line for me, with, whether it's a movie or a game, when it comes to things like the World Wars, where uh, because the further separated we are in the actual timeline from these events, the more I feel it's dangerous to to play too much with the actual events for the sake of 
people actually knowing what happened versus just romanticizing I mean, that's it. That's the school's jobs, right? I mean, school schools have got to teach kids the proper history. Um, you know, EA, this isn't EA's job, right? EA is there to make a game that's entertaining. I'm, no, and I'm not saying it and is. So, just personally, I mean, that's, my, that's my, yeah, yeah. That's my so, thing. But that my, my, my problem with the game uh, at face value is just is just the, wim- the the whole woman thing. Listen, I don't care that, that there's a character that is running through a house and then there's a tank that's going through the house, and then they're jumping, doing Lo- a somersault, losing losing no speed. Out. That tank yeah, just yeah, going. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna do like a somersault out of out of this, and then they're they're holding guns the size of fucking Mandingo's dick, and they're just shooting the shit <laughs> like like they like their their left arm strength is just fucking Jesus itself, just holding spraying, and there's shit going all over the place, and I mean it is absolute. Uh, madness and sure okay it's kind of entertaining to watch where you're going what the fuck this is something that i would see in a michael bay film times 10 where where you're even going michael calm down but then on top of it you got a woman that's fucking that 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 doesn't get like an arm and and it's and it's a woman in World War Two, and and it's being shoved down your face. I'm down actually. Your throat, I, I'm and, not. And I'm just. Stop. I'm not even Show joking. me Battlefield. I'm Show not me even, Battle Royale, and and it's all forgiven. You I'm know? not. Like, I'm not me. even joking when I say. I'm not even joking when I say that I'm surprised. This isn't for the sake of a joke. I'm surprised that that at least one character in that trailer did not overtly describe their sexuality in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just oh, like, it's, you know the, it's, the, in the it's the only remaining thing. We hit like five different races in that oh, trailer. We hit, the all pro- we yeah. hit the disabled. We hit the female contingent. We just every everything at once. The only thing we didn't get was, was the, uh, you know, I like dick and vagina. Yeah, yeah. I, just I, like, you know what, at the end, at the end, the girl should when she was doing her like her epic pose and shit, and there's like fucking jets and shit flying her overhead or whatever yeah, yeah, the fuck yeah. was there. If she would have just gone down and looked at the screen and said, "Hi, I'm Natasha, and I identify as a male." Battlefield. I'd have been like, "That's it, man. Like, that's it. I'm done. I'm I fucking done. I would have. That would have been the greatest. I the greatest. I would have pre-ordered the game. Oh, right absolutely. There. I Oh, pre-ordered. Man. I would have pre-ordered two copies. One just to have sealed, <laughs> just to put in my collection, and the other one to play the shit out of because that's a game I want to buy. Like if you're gonna go that far, like just just, just go the break whole way. the fourth wall. Yeah. Look just at the screen. It. Tell everybody that you're a fucking woman, or you're a man, woman, or you're a woman that identifies as a man, and you kick ass and take names, and you're in the war and deal with it. And I've got a prosthetic arm that's like fucking Captain Hook, and I kill people with it. Fucking deal with it. That's it. It's so true. Like, that was the last thing that I, I, in that trailer, I was like, man, and I wonder if I look hard enough if I could find, like, an Easter egg. There's, like, a <laughs> rainbow badge on somebody. They're just uh, wearing it. Instead of, instead of like, the SS or whatever armband, it's, it's like, they get, like, a rainbow armband or some, some shit just in time for, for, uh, L, uh LGBTQ2A plus month. <laughs> I was supposed to be at EA. I was actually supposed to fly out today. I was supposed That's to right. go, um, but there was this big car event that that uh, that was happening, and then they said that the car event was getting canceled, and the rain date was to be up for the ninth. And it rained, but they said, you know what, we're going to cancel the rain date, and we're just going to have the car event anyway. And so when I told EA that hey, I can't go because I'm part of this thing, 
then literally the same night, they were like, guess what? We're actually uh, going to hold the event anyway. So now I'm not now I wasn't able to go to Hollywood. I didn't really want to travel for five days anyway, but I would have. Um, I, I, uh, I, I, I want to clarify that I don't have a problem with with women or 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 the the sexually fluid whatever thing in the video game world or whatever my problem is that when companies are so obvious about they're using it for their like marketing for marketing that's my problem it's not a marketing thing it's the new gay thing right it's the new gay thing like when 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 being gay was cool like when it was like and i said i I don't mean yeah. that in a negative way. When coming out and being gay and telling people that you're gay was was like starting to become uh, accepted, and if you yeah. didn't accept it, you're an asshole. And it was like you know, gay this, gay that, gay, gay, gay. Like that's the games, movies, everything. We're yeah. hopping on that bandwagon. Like, guess what? The twist is our main character's gay. Like, it's like woohoo! Who cares? Congratulations! Like, that's, that, you know, congrats! And now it's like that with yeah. women. Everything is women. I'm gonna go see Ocean's Eight tomorrow. All, all women. women. All women. Ghostbusters. All women. Uh, you name it. It's just women. Star Wars. Women. Kathleen Kennedy. Woman. Women. 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 Battlefield. Women, it's just we get it. Like there's we, no cut. There's like there's no real contextual reason for it to, for the it's, you know, for it to be that listen, way, except no, for exactly, ex- except for for pandering to that specific there nothing, movement. There's nothing wrong with having a strong woman no. as a lead in anything. In fact, no. nobody's going to say anything about it. Like look at something like Wonder Woman or something where where it there's there's there it, it it's. It's not just a woman for the sake of being a woman. Uh, it, it, it's 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 you can. It's just we all know what I'm trying to say here. There there is no reason to have a woman be put it. Listen, if this was battlefield, some new futuristic battlefield or whatever, and it was a woman in in the uh, as the main character and and she was kicking ass, taking names. I'm sure we would probably say something just because of where we're at right now in society in terms of how much of this women thing we're getting shoved down our throats like they're equal. They're just as strong. They're just as fierce. They're just as it's me, this, me, too, me, that I'd probably mention it. But to be honest, if it made sense and and it was part of the story, like it really made sense for the story. I don't think anybody would really say anything. In fact, I think people would legitimately praise to going, wow, you know, th- this is cool. The the whole revealing of a woman thing hasn't been cool since since Metroid, right? When we all found out that the main character was female. That was when everybody was going, whoa! Holy shit! We had, I had no, this is crazy! Now it's like, you can, all, it's predictable. It's like every... You put in a woman, it 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 doesn't hold that power like you think it is. It's like it doesn't. There was there was like this really small window of, of time where where in the video game world, women being strong leading roles, they were they were kind of like that way, but for good purpose. Exactly. Yeah. And then it just like it huh. just, just switched. Yeah. And now it's just uh, it's joined up with the movies and everything and and it's just gone bonkers. Uh and 
again, it's pandering. For me, the problem is pandering. It is not about the. It's not about the fact that I want every movie and every book and every video game and every recording artist to be male because that's boring as shit. But but I just don't want it to be about pandering for the sake of it because I feel like that's counterintuitive to the idea of putting these strong female roles in place in the first place because it devalues the legitimate ones. Instead, you just get plastered with all this frivolous whatever the fuck, and then when a real one comes along, it gets kind of like... It's not lost. appreciated it's, anymore. It's not it's appreciated like, it's, anymore. It's, yeah, it's like, like, you're, yeah, you're well, first... Yeah. You know, and a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people will have like the, the, the reaction of, oh, God, here we go. You know, here we go again. Is this is this really a, 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 a you know a strong female lead that's like uh, proper and and with value, or are we just doing this so that we can recreate some '80s comedy uh, with as many women as we can possibly cram in to the film? Like that's unfortunate. And I love women. I lo- I have I love women. I love I just love a woman. I mean Jesus, I'm as straight as they come. I love them. But man, oh man, stop infecting everything that I love with with more women. It's like you know, I'm not asking the the the, the female character to always have to be the damsel in distress, the, the 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 woman that needs saving from a man. For Christ's sake, I shit you not. For those that did not see this, the uh, the new animated movie, um, um, the Incredibles, no, uh, Wreck It Ralph, Wreck It Ralph two that just came out. Dude, watch them. Watch the preview, okay? Wreck It Ralph number two comes out, and they get they go into the, the internet, and and they meet all of the Disney princesses, right? Okay. So one the the co main character is 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 a is a glitch, and this is, is another one female. of those like hold my beer, we're gonna do a crazier crossover type thing. It, it it is more it is a crossover. I don't know how big of a crossover it is, but. You go in there, and 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 this the the this glitch, who's a female character, it, and this movie was all about Ralph, like it's Wreck It Ralph, right? It's it's a it's Wreck It Ralph, okay? And now it, it's there's it, it it's like this glitch. This female character has pretty much got the entire trailer. They get dropped into the all the Disney princesses, and then the last line of the trailer. Is is a, one of the Disney princesses asks the glitch, and she goes, "Oh, hey, are you a woman that that is also um uh also portrayed like you need saving from a strong man?" And then the 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 glitch is like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Oh, you really are a Disney princess." And it was all about this, "Hey, um, are you're a woman, but are you also portrayed like you always need a man's help and 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 you need saving from a male? That's the last line in the trailer. Watch the trailer, Wreck It Ralph two, which which I'm still looking forward to because I love the first Wreck It Ralph, and I'm gonna go and and watch the movie. But go and watch the trailer. I'm telling you, it's the last line. You're gonna cringe. You're gonna cringe. It's everywhere. You can't escape it. It's and everything I love. When it, when is Panic or Adam gonna come out and say, Jeff, I don't appreciate being called a man? 
I'm a woman now, and I'm done. I'm, 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 and everything Jeff, in my life Jeff, is over. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I'm, I'm going to stop done. you right there, but with the amount of passion that you have about this, is there anything that you want to tell us right now? This is a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know you're projecting on Adam and I right now, but is I'm, there anything you want to tell us? I'm going to go out of my way and say it's definitely not a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> this is the opposite of a safe space in here. Uh, I, I am. So, it's so warm in here. I like. I don't know if the yeah the stream can kind of see it. I can see your. Sweat I'm sweating pits. it up, but I, I, like I showered just before. And this, I'm wearing a jacket here. <laughs> like just before this podcast, and like I for the first time ever, I'm hoping it's not my antiperspirant, but I actually had like a rash or something underneath one of my arms, and so I had to go without antiperspirant, and it's. 25 degrees Celsius in this room right now. So I'm just, I'm getting a nice little sweat on sitting still. If I get too passionate about one of these topics, I'm just going to start looking like, what's that guy on Joe Rogan podcast? The old fat, like, uh, like Italian Joey Diaz. uh, Yeah. That dude who, I don't know how he even stays hydrated. I I don't know. He must not have to piss ever because the, the, the moisture that comes out of that man is, is legendary. But yeah, we, we get too passionate here. That might be me. Uh, E3 approaches. Last topic before we move over into movies and TV. E3 approaches, as we all know, it's coming up uh, this weekend, moving into Tuesday's the last day of technically E3 because of the Nintendo Treehouse. Um, and a lot of games, I just had this written down because it's just a thought that I had. Um, depending on how much you've been keeping up with it, a lot of games for E3 have already been announced. Like Sony came out with pretty much everything they they, they said that they're going to be talking about at their uh, at their presser. Microsoft's been doing kind of similar things. Nintendo's been doing kind of similar things. We've already gotten a lot of trailers and everything. We haven't even hit E three, and so for me, like uh, my the two things that enter my mind are: does this mean less surprises overall, which would be disappointing because that's half the fun of E three is getting surprised by something in the first place. Uh, it kind of just ruins the hype when you start ramping, you know, tossing that stuff out before the show even happens. Uh, or does it mean that there are bigger things coming that needed more time at the conferences and they're just clearing the way for some of these uh, unmentioned things? What do you guys think? Do you think we're just going to get a really dry E3 where they've gotten rid of all the surprise? Or do you think that they're clearing up some space for uh, for some heavier some heavier hitting surprises on the show floor? They're coming in with sandpaper, boys. What grit? Uh, I'll give it. I'll give it uh, maybe a hundred. I'm not going to go down okay. to eighty. All right. Okay. Well, a hundred. A hundred is pretty good. I mean, you could you could wipe with a hundred and and only bleed for like two days. So that's not too yeah. bad. That's all right. Okay. Do you I, do you, what I, do you think, Jeff? Uh, I mean, uh, I wish that there's going to be some huge, mind blowing announcements. Uh, that'll get me excited. But my heart is telling me. It's gonna be drier than a nun's cunt. <laughs> Great. I yeah, I, I I hope too that it means that there's there's something. And I don't need I don't need like a lot, but I do E three for me is half about being surprised by something <clears throat> during these events. Like it's the one time a year where developers can really and truly surprise me with with an announcement of some kind. And gives me something to look forward to for the next usually 365 days in gaming. Um, and so I'm hoping that's the case. But yeah, I, I kind of agree that part of me feels like maybe it's just going to be really dry and it's kind of standard. But I, None's if, cunt. 
If yeah, if there was one group that can't do that, that's Microsoft. Microsoft literally can't afford to have a stale E3. So if they don't come out with something earth shattering, they're dead. Like I'm actually going to start to fear for Microsoft's Xbox division. The honest to God, uh, they're getting destroyed market share wise <laughs> for the entire time. Plus, PS4 has VR. <clears throat> So like the mind share, the market share, the tech, it's all in Sony's favor. The games, everything's in Sony's favor. It's going to take them years to dig themselves out of this hole. And if they don't start now, I don't even know how they plan on, gonna, on getting out. I, I need to hit pause for a moment. I, this might just be me being tired, but uh, has the new Xbox actually come out yet? The X? Yes. That, yeah, that is a thing. Why do I not remember it at all? Uh, that's a great question. Mostly because there wasn't all that much fanfare about its release. Oh. So that's probably part of it. Um, okay. Personally, I was like thinking, I'm like, I know they had announced new hardware. I'm like, did that actually ever come out? I mean, you know we're going to see Halo. You know we're going to see uh, probably uh, Forza or Gears. I want, I want, even though I'm not like the post Fable 2, I'm not a huge Fable fan. I, I think Microsoft needs a Fable announcement. Like something of that magnitude. They need their equivalent to Horizon Zero and, Dawn. And not even because it's going to sell a lot of consoles, but it's just something that would get people po- like talking positively about the Xbox for the first time in a while because the Fable fan base is, is very much strong. Uh, they do need a Horizon Zero Dawn. That game is so fire, it's fucking crazy. And on Sony's platform, I want to see them announce a sequel to that bad boy because that game is Hell, one of my... Hell, they have the IP for it. Like, if they reimagine Fable in that vein, you can have a pretty solid game. Yeah, it's... it's. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do because, yeah, Sony's just got so many good games. It's actually yeah. scary. They just loaded with good games. So, we'll see. It's coming up. We'll see. We'll yep. see. It's coming up soon. Mr. Max is Black. Yeah, Goliath. Yeah. Hit me up with a little uh, jingle jangle for movies and TV. We got some movies and TV. It's been almost two weeks. And because it's been almost two weeks, I'm just giving this all up to to you, basically. Uh, The only thing I I thought of (coughs) off the top of my head that we might want to cover would be the fact that, what's her name, Kelly Marie Tran from Star Wars, Mm. basically got chased off of Instagram because the world is dark and full of retards. Um, well, Daisy who, Ridley got chased off Instagram too. Somehow, somehow, the internet has decided that an actor that can only portray what's given to them with a script that they themselves do not write is the sole reason why that character sucks, uh, and why you know, and the fact that it's a detraction from the movie for them as a as a viewer or something and and that all came down on her head in like the just the dumbest and Ryan Johnson is not catching this heat which pisses me off because that dude fucked, him and the writers deserve that dude the heat for that fucked that movie up so hard I don't know how he could have made it a hell of a lot worse uh, honest to God but here we are so if all we right, had so, if we have, if okay, we have hot so, takes on that go for it yeah yeah so. Um, I'm sure a lot of people know this already, but I'll just quickly go through it all. Um, Disney buys uh, Lucas, all right? Mm-hmm. They come out with uh, uh, Force Awakens with J.J. Abrams. Force Awakens, massive success. One of the biggest movies of all time, made a shit ton of money, and even the people 
that kind of didn't like it because they're a Star Wars purist and that's just like prequels are dead to them. It's just the original trilogy. They were even happy because it was way better than the prequels, anything in the prequels, and and it wasn't a complete and utter mess. And I think it's mainly because it it was basically a new hope but reimagined for the next generation, which was totally fine for an introduction to the new uh, trilogy. Then, uh, also, the biggest and most important part of all this is Kathleen Kennedy, who is, once again, female, um, but... To to be fair, um, she worked pretty much exclusively with Steven Spielberg her entire career. She's she's been part of some great films. Uh, she's a very competent person to run. Uh, well, at least, <laughs> well, at least at at when before all this started, right? Because mm. Kathleen Kennedy was praised. I mean, when Force Awakens came out. Um, she was praised. I mean, and rightfully so. She came in, did a great job, got all the crew together, uh, and created this new trilogy. And 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 over uh, was basically the overlord of of all the stuff that was going that was going on. So here's where the here's where Star Wars, in my opinion, fucked up real real bad. J.J. Abrams, when he was done the Force Awakens, he wanted a break. He promised his family. I need I need to spend time with my family. J.J. Abrams was doing all the Star Trek shit. He went right into Star Wars. He was working on Star Wars for a couple of years before the movie even came out. Obviously, yep. it's a big ordeal. Uh, it, it was, and then he filmed Star Wars. And obviously, when you're filming something of such, we also you got to realize if we could go back to where Star Wars: The Force Awakens came out. The anticipation for this film. Oh. was probably the most anticipated movie ever. I mean, we're talking like this is bigger than uh, Infinity War. This is bigger than uh, Matrix Reloaded. This is bigger than uh, Lord of the Rings. This is bigger than Harry Potter. This is like the I actually <laughs> I actually can't think of a movie um, in my lifetime that is is as big as this. This is this is in terms, the show. Of, this, in terms of anticipation, you mean anticipation, yeah. right? Because yeah. people because people love the the, the 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 IP so much, and and they've grown. And they knew the original grown, cast was going to largely was be part coming of the film. back. Yeah. Was coming back. Uh, we all know that the prequels was was not so great. Some people love them still. Uh, some people are kind of indifferent, and a lot of people hate them. But people also knew that. There was redemption here, and it was like, I don't even know how many years, like 13, 14 years since we had gotten a Star Wars movie, and we our bodies are ready. George Lucas is, was was away from the product. It was in Disney's hands. Disney's crushing the box office. J.J. Abrams is the one that's helming this. J.J.'s a massive fan of Star Wars, all right? We don't know too much. Well, the real heads know quite a bit about Kathleen Kennedy, but and, and George Lucas handpicked Kathleen Kennedy to do this when he sold it that was basically a contingency you can have it Kathleen Kennedy's taken over this is going to be the show everybody's excited then the movie comes out it's amazing right or or, or it doesn't suck okay yeah. it doesn't suck it yeah. does really well expectations are either met or or blown away by the vast majority of people JJ says I need time Disney goes no we need more Star Wars and we need more Star Wars like the, the iron now. is hot 
We need it. We need to get in there. We need to do it. Jay's going, listen, guys, as much as I I, I want to do this trilogy, I want to do all three. All right. This is my story. I know where I'm where it's starting. I know where it's ending. I want to do this, but I need time to spend with my family. They're like, no, we can't do it. Sorry. All right. Let's call Ryan Johnson over. Ryan Johnson comes in and Kathleen Kennedy. And before she, she got in, there's an actual interview with her and George Lucas. And they, it's it's almost like this 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 uh, interview for the world, saying, "Hey, what what I'm gonna do?" And I'm and I'm paraphrasing what Kathleen Kennedy said. She said, "What I'm gonna do is I'm going to respect Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars fan, and I am going to uh, explore the vast universe of Star Wars. But I'm also going to respect the 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 the, the characters and stuff, and, and that that you all love here. So basically, what she was saying is." I'm going to pay tribute and I'm going to do right by the old Star Wars fans, but we are super excited to go into a galaxy far, far away and just explore what we can do with Star Wars. And people are just like, yes, yes. The only thing you need to do is not fuck up our characters that we love. Just give them a proper sending off, so to speak. All right. The Force Awakens comes out. They kill off Han Solo. Spoiler alert, all right? If you don't know that, then you're not a Star Wars fan. He's dead. And people are like, you know what? Harrison Ford did not want to be part of this anymore anyway. He hated playing the character. He was over it. We all knew that this was going to be the show for him. And and his death actually kind of worked with the plot, so to speak, and, and it, it helped Kylo Ren's character. Uh, but people, the only negative thing that people were really saying about it is, uh, Luke and Chewie did not get a moment, and, and Leia did not get a moment to kind of share the screen with him. Uh, I know that Leia did, but they, they all didn't get to do that. And also, we didn't get to see Luke Skywalker and Chewie really mourn for, for their friend. We didn't get to see this after so many years. That was the negative, okay? But shit happens. The Last Jedi comes out. Now, Ryan Johnson comes in, and here's here's where they fucked up majorly, is Ryan Johnson wanted to do something else. And J.J. Abrams wanted to do something else. And what they did is they are allowing, what Kathleen Kennedy allowed them to do was say, you go make a movie, you make a movie, and then we'll try and we'll try and connect these in some sort of way. And, and they were not on board. They were not on board. They were supposed to have um, uh, Favreau uh, uh, do do uh, the second or the the Last Jedi, or uh, I think it was Last Jedi, and and he got he got scrapped because they couldn't they couldn't agree on uh, a script or whatever. Ryan Johnson comes in for some Marvel stuff, also that too. But anyway, I I also know that and and uh, um, uh, Mark Hamill spoke in depth about how him and Favreau were, were on the same page in terms of what the character was, was going to happen. And then when Ryan Johnson came and they killed off Luke Skywalker and he never got to... And, and we won't even go into the full details because we've already talked about how shit of a movie uh, The Last Jedi is fucking horrible. Just absolutely horrendous. And completely shit on our past, our love of our characters, to the point where... Uh, our our uh, Mark Hamill, who is one of the most loved people in Hollywood, like you know, a guy that has kind of stayed true, has never really became a jaded asshole. Never became this this 
He's a star, but not in the same sense of a lot of other movie stars. Like people almost feel like the, like Mark Hamill's their 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 uncle that they could go to and like you know have a beer with and chill. But yet he's still super successful and down to earth and 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 you got to see his his career kind of blossom. But still, kind of stay contained. He never really sold out in in the, in the means. Never went and did things crazy, stupid shit for paychecks. It was like the Joker and Luke Skywalker. That's it. And if you fuck either one of those characters up, you're gonna get it. And Star Wars got it right in the poop shoot. And and now, after the Last Jedi came out, which was still a successful film, still made shit tons of money. Did it make as much as The Force Awakens? And and but the worst part about it is is where we're starting to get into now is now we have a massive divide and the Star Wars community is super fucking pissed. I mean, we are talking some serious hatred to the point where um uh what's her face? Um Kelly Marie, uh, Marie Tran. I yes. Think? She she's been dealing with a shit ton of harassment on the internet to the point where she wants to, where she deletes all of her her photos off off Instagram because people are bombarding her. Now to be fair, Dave like Adam really said, did the same thing actually a couple months ago. There you same go. Reason. There you go. And the worst part about it is, it's not just how they treated the characters because they treated the characters absolutely. Like Mark Hamill was like fucking crying on set. He was so distraught about. His what they're doing to to his character, and 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 the people are angry about this. And not only that is they also with because of Kathleen Kennedy and she's a woman and she's got all and and she's Disney on top of that. They're pushing a lot of these social agendas. They're pushing the female thing um, now with this where we get into the solo. So the solo movie comes out, it bombs. It bombs so hard. It's almost it's almost inconceivable. You're going, what in the almighty fuck? They couldn't even break. It was like eighty four million dollars opening weekend for an, and a movie that cost them over three hundred million dollars to make. They filmed the vast majority of this movie, fired the directors because Kathleen Kennedy just can't get along with people that don't share her same ridiculous vision, and then refilmed a shit ton of it. Hired on a, a an an a, a, an acting coach for for the lead and and basically blamed it on him. I feel bad for for this guy because all the bad press they basically put it on him. And then when I watched the movie, he's like the best part of the entire movie. He's actually a really good Han Solo, and and, and he's not the problem. The problem is is that people got burned so bad on the Last Jedi that they went on this boycott. And they went on this this epic, like, fuck you. We also didn't ask for a Han Solo film. We didn't ask for this. We didn't want this. Now they're talking about doing a Boba Fett movie. We don't want a Boba Fett movie. We never asked for a Boba Fett movie. Boba Fett doesn't even really talk. I think he's got, like, three or four lines in the entire, in all of Star Wars. Uh, uh, freaking Django Fett. Exactly. Like, the, the, the stuff they want to do is, is crazy. And the backlash is insane. So, rumor is... Kathleen Kennedy is is done. Uh, this is the rumor that's coming out, and she's supposed to part ways in September, but nothing has has actually come up. So the uh, the the fact that Han Solo bombed so hard, the fact that the Last Jedi was was horrible, they need to make some serious changes. The the for the first time, I mean, all since almost forever, 
Star Wars have been wishy-washy. There's been people that have loved prequels, hated prequels. There's always been this this sort of this war. But now that the internet is the internet, and back even when the prequels wrote, we didn't have Twitter. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have all these things. And now there's this this mob mentality of of this uh, 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 this witch hunt mob mentality where people are just angry and they're lashing out at the actors and the actors are not the ones that are writing the scripts and that are being directed that they are directed to be a certain way. This poor woman had to was going out there. She was and and she's like one of those people that. Always has a smile on her face. She's super bubbly. It's, she's she's just so bubbly. a good person. It's it, yeah. yeah. It's it's like it's it's almost, almost like everybody she almost doesn't belong in Hollywood. That's exactly. like the kind of person she, that she is. Everybody at at every job, one way or another, somebody has has worked with somebody that is just so happy and bubbly all the time that that you couldn't break their spirit. And when they're when they're crushed and when they're crying, you almost want to cry for them because. You know that it's it's got to be something serious that's going on that 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 breaking their spirits. That's this kind of that's this kind of chick. I every interview I've seen with her, and I'll be honest, I never I didn't like her character. I didn't like her character. It's not her I fault. thought her character. It's not it's it's not that it's she not portrayed fault, yeah. the character poorly. She did a great job uh, acting in it, and and whatever. Yeah, her character was pointless in my opinion. I didn't think it was a needed thing. Whether she was there or she wasn't there, it wouldn't have it really impacted the film. I don't know what they're going to do with her character in episode 9, but f- from the last Jedi standpoint, yeah, it wasn't really needed. But there was also a shit ton of stuff in that movie that wasn't needed. And what what definitely isn't needed is people going out and and trying to destroy um people's careers so to speak and it's it's wrong it's hateful it's childish as adam put it it's retarded it really is it's not fair um and if anybody needs to get mad at anything they need to get mad at disney and kathleen kennedy for the decision making that has been going on there and and the only way it's going to change is if kathleen kennedy uh, steps down and they start listening to the fans in terms of what we want and before i let you go panics i know i've been going but i because i've just been entrenched in 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 all of the star wars stuff I've been reading up on it and going crazy and listening to all this other shit. And what Star Wars, in my opinion, needs to do is they need to just, uh, you know, what what Kylo Ren said, they need to let the past die. They need they need to because when Disney spent four billion dollars to buy Lucas Arts, uh, they they needed to go okay. We're going to grab our big characters and we're going to try and milk as much money as we can out of these these characters because we just spent four billion dollars. We need to make some money. So understandably so, understandably so. But if you're going to use them, you got to at least pay tribute and respect to those characters, not destroy them in front of your in front of your audience. And on top of that, you have got an entire world universe an entire sandbox of stories you can tell we don't even have to go back to the knights knights of the old republic we don't have to go back to the skywalker family we don't have to do any of that shit you've got an entire universe so why are we playing in the exact same sandbox with the same sand over and over again when you could literally do whatever the fuck you want. It's 2018. The amount of imagination and storytelling and characters and CG and practical that you can do. You're not you're just not doing it. I don't know why. It's it's insane. 
I digress. All right. So <laughs> I don't have much. I, I agree with pretty much what you said. Um, the only the main part where you know people remember me. I was the only one in the podcast group who actually ended up sort of liking Last Jedi, but now with this whole like Rose thing and the whole like thing, I actually had a pretty interesting idea, which I feel like it makes a lot more sense to me now. Um, Rose as a character, I think, was just poorly placed in Last Jedi. I feel like, like you said, they have this whole sandbox and characters and things that they can explore and create in. Um, it would have been better if that entire casino scene didn't happen in Last Jedi. I felt like I was watching a different movie. Yep, but I do too. the stuff it raised was actually pretty interesting. Like the nature of the actual conflict between the Republic and the First Order and all of that. If they had given Finn his own movie later to explore that theme with like that casino setup with a movie around that, exploring the conflict as a whole, you know, kind of like one of those like war documentaries that like just bigger picture pieces. You know, I feel like Rose as a character and other characters around that would have fit in better rather than trying to like ham in a bunch of characters in The Last Jedi when they couldn't even handle the ones that they had properly. I feel uh, I, I, I don't feel like we need a standalone movie with a casino. I just feel oh, like no, we not don't. not not around the casino, but like th- that that scene would have been better in some other Star Wars movie. Yeah, like I mean, one. listen. Listen, we're 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 in a we're. This is the trilogy, all right. Yeah. This is the big. This is the big. It bang. didn't belong in this the trilogy. Is, this the, you can't fuck up these movies. You just yeah. you fuck up these movies, and and the whole domino of it's a domino effect. It Everything down. just starts collapsing, and that's what happened with Han Solo the, or the Solo story. It fucking bombed. They spent over three million, three hundred million dollars on just making the film. That's not even advertising and, and, and all this other nonsense that goes, they're going to lose, it's reported they're going to lose 50 million plus by the time this thing is done. I they're mean, this turning is turning them out too fast. This is just, it's, well, and the thing is, I don't even think they're turning them out too fast. Because I, I, look, I think, I think, because what they've done, they've done is they've been doing main story movie, off story movie every year. Yeah. And I feel like, and you can see, Solo was the one that kind of ran into the production problems and they didn't have time to correct it. Which like kind of threw everything off. If I just don't think people wanted the solo movie. I mean, I, 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 I did you see the solo movie? Um, I have actually going to see it. Um, there you Monday. go. You didn't even go see the I'm solo movie. Monday. <laughs> I, no, busy. I'm not saying I'm not yeah. t- attacking you. I'm just yeah. telling you that's what that that's the problem, right? Yeah. If that if this if this movie like if this was like an Obi Wan movie. Right, oh, something that, 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 that the shit. Star Wars fans have been asking for. Right, the only character uh, that 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 people legitimately want to know more about. The only one we don't we don't care about Boba Fett. You know, put Boba Fett in a movie, but we don't need a movie around Boba Fett. We I, don't I need a Yoda like movie. I would just like to say that I would like a Qui Gon Jinn movie. I don't know if anyone else does, but I just want <laughs> well, to toss my hat. Too. I just want to toss my hat in. All right, go Ka- go ahead, go ahead. Ka- Qui Gon Jinn's pretty pretty no, good. If you watch, if you watch Obi Wan. People if you just, watch Clone Wars, like the the whole animated thing that they did with George Lucas's blessing, the yeah. character dynamics make Obi Wan and Anakin all those other characters so much more interesting. That I, I was really like, I wasn't really on board with an Obi Wan movie, but then I watched Clone Wars and I'm like, yeah, I really well, want an Obi Wan movie. Well, I'm not going to spoil anything for yeah. Solo because you haven't seen the movie, and I'm sure there's a ton of people here. Obviously, the box office has said it that haven't seen the movie, so I'm not going to yeah. spoil it. But there is something at the end of uh, of Solo. That attaches itself to a a possible Obi Wan 
movie, and 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 so to speak, and that's all I'll say about that because of the Clone Wars, um, because I know about the Clone Wars, and mo- and a lot of people d- didn't w- don't watch Clone Wars. Um, I don't even watch Clone Wars, but I just kind of knew from keeping up yeah, on Clone Wars and Rebels were actually stuff. really good. I highly recommend them. <clears throat> but but th- to get back to it is is the the. the they didn't, nobody wanted the Han Solo movie, right? They they just came out with Han Solo because it's it's a big iconic character. Like it's it's almost like if they wanted to do a Luke Skywalker movie. It's it's you're 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 only going to shoot yourself in the foot trying to make another Harrison Ford and go through all this. We've done it, right? We 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 don't need to know anything more. The the character has had its opening and it's had its closure. Right for for the main characters. For Christ's sake, Harrison doesn't even want anything to do with it anymore, yeah. and, and, and rightfully so. So just let it go. You've got and you've got so much to do. There's so much. I don't believe in in Star Star uh, Star Wars fatigue where there's too many movies. You look at something like Marvel. Marvel's cranking out three or four movies every single year, and they're not having they any really? problems. Yeah, sure? dude. Yes. I'm, Black I Panther, they were like, Infinity oh, yeah. War. We've got uh, what? What? What else is coming Ant around the Man. corner? It's because they have Man. Marvel. Uh, that's the thing, though. Marvel has so many indi- like mini franchises within it. Like, it's all get, Marvel. It's all yeah, superhero. But yeah, but you don't get the. You don't get. It, it's, it's all fresh in the flavors. same universe. It's all in the same universe. You yeah. could do the same thing with Star Wars. You could make a Star Wars Episode Nine and then have. Uh, another movie that came out, kind of like Rogue One. Rogue One was a massive success. I mean, Rogue One fucking I love crushed. Rogue One. I it was love great. Rogue One. You know why? Because it was a good movie. Yeah. The thing is, <laughs> nobody, nobody really knew what the fuck Rogue One was about. They, it just had Star Wars slapped on it. The hardcores knew, but but the vast majority of the moviegoers had no idea I love what, Rogue what this One. was it's about. One of my favorite Star Wars movies. And and look what they did for for Darth Vader. The, in my opinion, probably the best. Lightsaber scene I have ever seen in Star Wars, at least for it's one being of the impactful. best scenes in Star like, Wars. Period. In Star Wars, period. And 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 what's beautiful about it is, is it tied into the old, the old Star Wars without kind of having this cloud of fuckery all no, over. Effectively, it. It, it fixed it fixed the problem with the old Star Wars because effectively they've been portraying Darth Vader as this giant badass. For decades, but they never were able to properly convey why he was such a badass on screen. Because effectively, the original films are just old people swinging yeah. sticks. Yeah, that's it. This yeah. time, they finally captured. You're like, okay, no, and, this guy's not a freaking joke. And that's why people wanted in the Last Jedi if they're gonna get rid of and and J.J. Abrams' plan was not to kill Luke Skywalker off yeah. in the second in the second movie. He was gonna kill him in the third. He was gonna kill him in the third and in, in, in yeah. Episode Nine. Right. And we all know that Luke Skywalker would have gotten a proper fight. The, the, the baddest Jedi of them all. Right. The, the guy that, that got bested essentially by, by Kylo Ren uh, and, and bested by, by Rey when they're training. She takes him down. And, 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 and you're going, you're going, why? And, and they, and they, in the movie, in the movie, they, they show, Luke Skywalker sucking on some titty milk, some blue fucking tit milk, but in in the in the 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 the, the special features and the bonus add-ons, they, right there's back. this there's this scene where where he's mourning the loss of of everything that's been going on that was only like fucking ten seconds, 
and it was so impactful, but yet they wouldn't put that in the movie. So that's why people are angry, and that's why I'm salty. It's because Ryan uh, Johnson's an idiot. Because Ryan Johnson's an idiot, but at the same time, it's 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 Kathleen Kennedy's responsibility as the head of Lucas to say, Ryan Johnson, I wanted you to have fun with this and, and make it your own, but there are certain things that I cannot allow you to do. And you cannot, we, we, we have to, that, that was her job because Ryan Johnson's doing his job, right? And, and he's got to write it and he's got to direct it, but she's got to sign off on it. And I was uh, so disappointed with the rendition of Luke that I actually commissioned this piece to be made by an artist friend of mine. You guys ready? Nice. Oh, very oh, nice. I, actually, I was like, give me that. Give me the light and dark. I just want to see the custom transition between like what I wished Last Jedi was over time. You know, the dark and, and light. And want to know what else is funny is is Disney uh, when 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 the fans were complaining. They they're they're basic out they're, they they basically attack the fans which is what you just cannot do you yeah. cannot you cannot fight because this is this is a force you just will not this you cannot win this battle they straight up they were like you're they're basically like you're chauvinistic you know you're sexist you're 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 racist you're 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 basically these things because people were complaining people weren't are not complaining I think Ray's a great character. I'm fine with her being uh, being the lead in 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 this trilogy. I'm totally fine with that. It's everything else that 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 is that has just gone around here and these Disney motives and this and this this force feeding of these these agendas in Star Wars. It's like Jesus, man. Like you know, we don't need to have everybody to be a white male lead character, but but for the love of God, Disney, we know you're Disney and you want to appeal to everybody and you want everybody to go to your theme parks and shit. But there's just certain things that you just should not be messing around with. And uh, you know, Kathleen Kennedy is is she's going to be gone. Mark my fucking words. This uh, year, she, there's already rumored that she's quitting in September. Yeah, well, quitting. She's fired. All right. Oh, yeah. she, there's there's they, you know they're going to spin this however they want. They might even say, oh, you know, uh, she she doesn't she she just it doesn't. I don't know what what the kind of story they're going to come up. We've uh, discovered up. that we have a difference of opinion, and yeah. Uh, yeah. for the sake She's of done. artistic license, we're going to part ways so that uh, the company can move forward. Yeah, much. she's she's done. She's she's screwed the pooch. Look, she's literally uh, divided the 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 Star Wars fandom way more than it has ever been. It's so crazy. And um, and now they now they kind of do have to watch out what movies that they're bringing out and how fast they're bringing them and out. The directors and the directors. Uh, and thankfully, JJ Abrams like, hands on control during production. Well, JJ Abrams is thankfully coming back for episode nine, um, and so he's probably going to turn a lot of make things right. Uh, hopefully, but I mean the amount of mess that he's got to deal with right now is just insane. I mean, in story wise, it's it's I don't I wouldn't even want. We're gonna do uh, Star Wars Episode Eight, uh, the Last Jedi Part Two, the remastered edition by JJ Abrams. Yeah. It's crazy, I, man. I just I yeah uh, uh, yeah I uh, I t- like I, I had things to say. I just don't want to reiterate everything that's been said. I guess, but the it's like they built up Snoke and then killed him instantly. Someone in chat brought that one up, and I'm like. Yeah, they do that a lot in Star Wars, though. Oh, just ev- just everything about uh, about that movie was bad. There there was very very few redeeming qualities about that movie. But the you know the for for me it's when they acquired the franchise. Here's the difference between for me the the sequel or, or the, the sequels and the prequels. Um, 
The biggest difference is that you're not playing with people's emotions as much in the prequels because you didn't actually have the original actors and actresses, uh, uh, like the original three, in those movies. And you didn't have, you know, you didn't have Chewie, you didn't have the, the, you didn't have the original cast. Now you're playing with the original cast again for the first time in, you know, 35 whatever years it's, it's, it's been, 30 years. More than that, yeah. So uh, you, there's a lot more at stake. And the treatment, like Jeff said, specifically of those characters plays a, 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 an integral role to how, uh, at the very least, the fan base that grew up with the original films as their first exposure to Star Wars, how they are going to inevitably um, be on board with you or jump ship, uh, that's entirely going to be based on how you handle these characters. The first movie, um, for if, because Harrison, like Jess said, wanted out, and everyone knew that anyway, was handled about as well as you could you could hope with the you know with the small caveat of uh, of Luke and 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 whatever not Chewie not having their moment all of them on cameras whatever that's pretty that's pretty small in the grand scheme of things but the last Jedi did about the opposite of everything you could have possibly wanted them to do with the original character especially Luke that you could possibly want them to do. They chose all the worst ideas and made them what the the thing that's happening. And then yep. and then on top of that, so above and beyond the fact that they mishandled uh, a character that is basically in the film pantheon for the rest of time immemorial um, in Luke Skywalker, you're going to tell me that you're going to push a bunch of modern day political fuckery into scenes that do not add to the movie at all and then uh, exacerb- uh, exacerbate the the poor writing of key what are being made key characters to the trilogy by planting them in these scenes and making them run this this gauntlet of of shit and then they get the the raw end of the deal at the other end and the writers and Ryan Johnson are just over there going, I wouldn't do anything different. I'd leave it all yeah. the same. It's crazy. It's, it's perfectly crazy. fine. I did a great job. Fuck all you haters. I'm I'm good. Like, how do you write three different movies? How do you write three in the same trilogy? How do you not know where you're going? Why why do you write one film, have no idea what the fuck you're going to do next, right? Scrap a whole script from J.J. Abrams. I'm okay write with a new writing one, one script, but then you have to do the next two together. Like you can write the first one, see how it goes, I and suppose, then you have to do the next two. I suppose, but now we're not even getting that because Ryan yeah. Johnson isn't touching episode nine. I wish I and JJ's wish, doing it. It's like I, I wish that what they had done instead was they would have taken JJ's concept for two and and said, We're gonna find another director that is willing to basically with within reason Yes not go too much with artistic license and change JJ's vision so that when JJ comes back for the third, he doesn't have to like juggle was, this, these, these, you know, the B team director for, do we know who the B team director was for the, um, force awakens? 
Because usually when they film movies, they have multiple teams doing multiple yeah, scenes I don't know. at the same time. I don't know. And I'm, they I... usually have a secondary director whose job it is to make the movie look like it wasn't done by another director, like those segments. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the times those directors have come in and done really well. So I, I'm, I was a little surprised that they wouldn't pick someone like them to take on the next movie if J.J. wasn't available. Cause, yeah. Because here's the thing. a team, they can do a good movie. Here's the thing. Whether or not you liked J.J.'s take on it, and we only got to see one of his three visions so far, and we'll see the final one of what he does with Ryan's handoff here, the baton, is that the, the, the underlying strength is that whether or not you thought that his, his ideas were exciting or that they did anything fancy above and beyond playing through the, uh, the standard you know, plot lines of the original movies... At the end of the day, at least it's a unified vision. The problem that now exists is that not only do you maybe not like J.J.'s original vision of the trilogy, but now you have to put up with the fact that you have a middle movie that is so unabashedly terrible, objectively so, with, with very, very few redeeming qualities and most of those redeeming qualities are from a visual perspective. It looks great. The movie looks and, great. We'll give and, them that. And that Mark beautiful. Hamill, Mark Hamill is an absolute legend that took shit and polished it until it looked like gold and in as many scenes as they could make it work. Those are the redeeming qualities of the last Jedi full stop. And if you think if if you think otherwise, you're free to have your opinion, man, but I feel like you're off the deep end. That, but that's the strength that could have been there. Is that it's a unified vision. Now it's broken up, and JJ is still. If JJ can't figure out a way, if if he pulls it off, he's an absolute god because he has to figure out a way to handle not only the ending of this of this trilogy, this important trilogy, but do so on his off foot because he's been completely thrown off balance by Ryan Johnson's middle works that are so opposite in how he was going to handle the franchise. So now he's tasked with making not only a really good movie, but bringing it back from the first movie that he did while handling those second movies. And you want to know what's sad about all this is, is, and, and yes, JJ made a very cookie cutter, safe star Wars movie. And I'll be honest. I'd much prefer that than whatever the fuck Ryan Johnson made. And the, the, the problem with all of this is, and once again, the task that he, being the biggest anticipated movie of all time and getting the next generation into it and, and it being a Disney uh, property now, he kind of had to do what he did in the first one just to kind of get people on board. It was a safe, by the numbers, formulaic type of Star Wars movie that can set to get people in love with characters uh, and start all this and they reintroduce the old... They need to hit the reset button. Yes, you need to hit the reset button. And and you cannot blame him for that. Now, come episode eight, if he would have done the exact same thing he did in the last one, then we have reason to complain. Yeah. Because then you're going, come on, JJ. You set it up. You got people hooked. Now it's your time to shine, buddy. Now it's your time to take the you story got, you and You got go. two movies to, to, to do something new exactly. and bring it all the prob- back. Well, yeah. the problem is, is I don't know how much now... Since The Last Jedi fucked the pooch so hard and it's hated so much. 
I actually don't know how much risk he can take with this. He almost has to play it safe, bring it around, yeah. end the trilogy on a on a safe note for Disney's sake. Because if the, if the third one fails, if you have two out of three that fail, and the last episode eight and nine are both in 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 the Star Wars fandom bad films, whoo, that's gonna hurt big time. It's gonna hurt the next trilogy that comes out. It's gonna hurt the spinoff movies. It's gonna hurt everything. So he almost by default now is being strong armed. In my opinion, I could be wrong. Could be strong armed to make a safe Star Wars movie to end the trilogy. That means. Not taking any crazy uh, twists and turns, maybe not pushing uh, the characters uh, in a way that you might not have thought they've gone. That might mean having to bring back Luke Skywalker as a Force ghost. He'll be a and, Force and, ghost. I'm and, almost and positive. doing something. Positive. Or, or even crazier, they might he might have to bring Luke back and and say that he projected himself, kind of like he did before, um, and and he didn't actually die because then. Also, when he disappeared, ever his entire body's gone. His mechanical arm did not fall on the ground. It disappeared with his body. And people were going, wait a second. If Luke Skywalker died and his cape falls, his cloak falls, what about his physical mechanical arm? That's that's not that's not a a a, a piece of his body. That should have fallen to the ground. Right. So maybe he can spin it. Now, Ryan Johnson did come out and say in an interview that the reason why his I actually think in a tweet, the reason why his arm didn't fall is because and and they and somebody mentioned it in the editing of The Last Jedi that it would have been awkward for it to fall and make a clunking noise. And, and, and while the music was going and it was supposed to moment. be this impactful uh, sending off of a character, it would have been very, you know, awkward. Um, but JJ could spin it where he goes, he never actually died, right? He could also spin it that Snoke never actually died, right? Snoke also left is using a force projected version of himself. That just sounds right? so sloppy though. Like I it get it does, and he can, it but does, it just sounds so sloppy. It sounds so sloppy, but dude, they fucked the last Jedi so bad that I think Star Wars fans will go, you know what? Yes. I'm going to go with this because then we can actually get a real closure with Luke Skywalker. We can actually see what was going to happen with Snoke. The Snoke thing, maybe that won't happen. Who knows? They could even say that he didn't die. He just manifested into the Force and then he comes back out of the Force somewhere else. He could could also do that, right? So J.J., he's got to play it safe, in my opinion, to some extent. Or he could just say, you know what? <laughs> Ryan Johnson fucked up so bad. I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to go and make my Star Wars movie. And it's going to be out there and it's going to be crazy. And it's not going to suck as, as bad as Ryan Johnson. So they're going to like it regardless. But I think I think Disney is going to have a vice grip around his nuts. And this movie just cannot fail. It just cannot suck. It's It's got to be catered to the fans again. So... We'll see what happens. We'll see what JJ can muster up, but uh, whoo, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a scary one. Lord only knows. Well, that was a much longer Star uh, Star Wars segment than I thought it was going to be. Has anything else happened that we can briefly, <laughs> and I mean briefly, discuss? Snappy, snappy. There's been really nothing. I mean, th- okay. there's been no movies that have come out. Ocean's Eight came out this uh, today, um, so I'll probably go see it tomorrow or Saturday. But 
that's really about it. There's there's Infinity yeah, War. Right. I think broke uh, broke the two billion dollar mark. So we've that was got, like a big like, deal. We've got Incredibles two next week. We've got Jurassic World after that, which is probably going to be a dumpster fire. I hear uh, the Jurassic World um, was actually. Uh, for the most part, it's it's well received. Oh, nice! Um, and that it's it's almost like two separate movies. There's there's like, and it's a very it's there's like uh, the first half is them on the island. You can see it in the in the trailer. It's the, the, there's the volcano that erupts, and then the other is they're in the real world, um, or you know they're they're back to oh, wherever. So Cario comes out at the end of June. Um, yeah, uh, but w- but apparently with with Jurassic World is is. Um, the the first half of the movie is like some of the best Jurassic you'll ever see ever, um, like ever, like it feels just like the old Jurassic. And then apparently oh, the second half, it's more of a horror movie. It's more of a it's it's the most intense. So Jurassic. they went back to like the first one. Yes, yeah, it's very it's very and there's so many uh, callouts uh, to to the original Jurassic Park. So I'm hearing really good things. There's some people that are like, ah, you know, I I, I wasn't a I wasn't over the moon about it but it didn't suck and i've seen a lot of people say it's better than jurassic world so and i really enjoyed jurassic world so uh well, i'm excited when i saw the preview because the previews it just does not make the movie look all that great but um i think it's going to do it's going to do incredible it's going to make fucking shit tons of money again it's gonna be another billion dollar movie so um, and i think it's like the fourth biggest grossing movie of all time um the first one so or jurassic world so uh yeah that's really about it uh Infinity War is still crushing it. Uh, Han Solo bombed completely. Uh, I think it fell off like sixty eight percent in week two, and then week three, it's just like dead. It's 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 just dead. They're on track to lose money unless it uh, picks up a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, fifty million. $50, fifty million dollars are on track to lose, and that's that's what we're told in terms of the budget. I mean, remember they re they refilmed. Yeah, it was a, a two hundred fifty million dollar budget. They said. <clears throat> yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're that's why Kathleen Kennedy is getting fired. Fire, fire, bye bye. But yeah, hey, that's it. There's hey no guys, yeah. hey, hey guys, Black Jimmy, hundred dollar current pledge, four twenty five lifetime. Woo! Asks, what songs do you listen to when you need to get hype? Um, you know what, man, I like listening to "Let the Bodies Hit the Floor." That's a that, that's a classic. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't, I can't associate that with anything other than the the uh, flash video from StickDeath.com. Um, remember that? I remember. Like that the was guy, the he's whole on Max like, he's Payne, on like the, the Max tank. Payne, yeah, yeah, the Max Payne type yeah. Uh, thing. Yeah, that's probably my that's probably my hype song. That's listen to that. I haven't had a hype song in years. <laughs> like in terms of one that actually gets me going, I used to. When I played basketball or uh or when I was like working out more, there were some that I would go to that I would use like before a basketball game or whatever to get me going and but I haven't not even those do it for me anymore, and I haven't really heard a song that's kind of got me going uh in ages I guess like the old one of the old ones for basketball, the one that I listened to before every single basketball game. <laughs> Uh, when we were warming up on the floor or whatever was Till I Collapse, um, which was uh, Eminem and a bunch of other guys was on that. I can't remember everyone on that track, but uh, Till I Collapse was that one. And then 
more recently, the one that's that's come close, it doesn't quite get me there. Maybe if I started working out and listening to it, maybe it would do it. And it's going to be a completely random pick. And it, it's going to blow your mind. Jaden Smith's icon actually... What? fire song actually what? gets me going a bit did you did you hear the will smith uh, i absolutely did and dude, i was man, like will oh will's got it God, man will's will got it he still yeah. got it he even puts he even puts in the spanish too he does too and he just yeah. he just lays it out like son you think you're an icon let me show you something yeah remember remember who's the original icon. you guys yeah. look me one of those i do need to listen to it uh, just, oh, i just i heard man, about it good yeah, just look for an icon, uh, icon um, Will Smith uh, parody or something like it's it's named something yeah, just, like that. Just go on, just go on YouTube and just You'll type find in Will it Smith easy. icon. That's it. Yeah, it'll it'll, it'll uh, pop up right yeah. away. But I make sure it. you listen to uh, make sure you listen to Jaded's icon first. All like right. you got to watch uh, uh, Jaden's icon music is, video for, is actually oh, a fire dope. song. Yeah, it's a it fire is. song, man. So it, the, it, just, um, it, it does get me a bit. I have a couple of I have a couple of hype songs depending on what I'm doing or where I'm doing it. Uh, my normal go to is Jimmy Eat World's Pain. It's a really good song. Um, then if I'm going a little bit more weeb, uh, you got to go with uh, You Say Run from uh, My Hero Academia or Ultimate Battle from Dragon Ball Super. Very nice. Uh, if I need to go full weeb, those are the songs. Um, otherwise, I, I take it back to uh, Three Doors Down Kryptonite. Hmm. Oh, crypt, kryptonite. Okay, all right. Cool, fair, man. fair ball, fair ball. Uh, Goose asks, and we don't know if it's the Canadian kind, so we don't know if Goose is actually suicidal uh, or or uh, crazy in any uh, specific way. Ten. This is a new pledge. Ten bucks current. Ten dollar lifetime. Nice. So welcome, Goose. We appreciate talk the to support. us. Goose. Said, what, uh, what is your favorite TV show that was canceled prematurely? I'm guessing this probably comes from the fact that there was like this just wave of tan- canceled television shows and then some got picked back up by other networks here just recently. Uh, and if it's not Firefly, why is it not Firefly? Uh, it also says, please answer in your best Sean Connery impersonation. Uh. Oh, man. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> Chuck, yeah, Chuck? I really like that show. Chuck was really good. I've never even heard of it. Um, it's the one with Zachary Levy and Ivan Strahovski. Um, it's the guy who's like he he plays like pretty much like a Geek Squad agent, but who becomes a spy. Uh, for me, it's for me, it's Freaks and Geeks. Uh, never oh, since I've good, watched that, it's uh, I'm waiting to be impressed. Impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta shave mine ears. If you're not spitting <laughs> on your mic, you're not doing a Connery. I gotta shave mine ears, definitely. Uh, Roseanne. Too soon. What do you mean too, too soon? soon? Yo, she blocked the shit out of me. You see that, Adam? I did see that. That yeah, was beautiful. She, she tweeted out at me. She's like, leave. Uh, what did she say to me? She said, leave this poor old woman alone or whatever. Yeah, and then all she of, blocked my ass, and it got like it got like fucking seven hundred tweets and shit. <laughs> like my Twitter was getting blown up, and then I had a bunch of fucking righty middle aged women just fucking you. laying into me, man. They were going nuts, and every single one of them, not a single dude, all women, all Republican. I'd, yeah. cl- I'd click on I'd click on their on their profile and I go there it was like America 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 yeah. America flags Trump this Trump that retweets of I was just like Jesus man this fucking this place is crazy. 
But yeah, it was funny as fuck, dude. Yeah, I, 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 cut her, I cut her deep. All of all of my old man voices just end up sounding like Deckard Kane. I can't get away from it. It's basically Stay a while. listen. Yeah, exactly. It just all ends up coming back to that one voice. It's all I end up getting. Just, uh, that's why I had to say the line. I'm waiting to be impressed. It's like the only that, that God that movie. I haven't seen a movie in so long. I need to watch it. Extraordinary gentleman. <laughs> the that League of Extraordinary so Gentlemen. I watched that, that shit in theaters. Oh, oh my god. Oh, God, uh, dude. Terrace House has not been canceled, so I would say Terrace House if it was the case. But, uh, but I am on the last episode of currently what's available on Netflix, and my soul is going to be crushed. However, the next season of Queer Eye on Netflix is about to get released, so I'm going to be okay. i got to get something to bridge <laughs> the gap. Bridge the but gap. But yeah, I, I actually, it's not actually Roseanne. I'm just trying to be funny, obviously. Um, I, I, I don't really know, like, I'd say a show like Lost, but it wasn't it wasn't canceled prematurely. It was, if anything, it, it went on it a little was, too long. It went on way too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lost um, needed to end around season four. And I, and I, yeah, and I can't even say, um, I can't even say Breaking Bad because that, that ended right at the right time. Yeah. Um, of course, I would have loved to have seen more, but I also know as a fan, like, it, it was time. Um... And uh, right now, dude, I'm watching. Oh my god, man! I, I'm watching the 100. All right, so I've already, I'm already, I've already watched it all. So I'm waiting. We're waiting for unless there's oh, more come since we last so watched it again. You, do you like that? Do you like the show? Um, some sick part of me likes it at a superficial level. In that, like conceptually, the you know the the post-apocalyptic you know uh, future humanity thing is. Is an easy. So, it's an easy hook for me. The writing is oh, absolutely oh, horrific on levels gross. rarely seen. But for so whatever reason, I still don't hate watching it. I don't love it, but I I don't hate watching it. So Kayla and I are watching that shit. All right, we're on season three, probably episode. I don't. How many seasons are there anyway? Uh, I can't even remember because we just watched it. Like there's a lot of fuck. There's just, a lot of episodes. There's a lot of this more there's than a lot there probably of episodes, should be. Dude. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're on like season three. All right. I'm not going to talk about, um, any, uh, actually, yeah, I'm not going to talk about it just in case anybody hasn't seen the show. Because it so, is still pretty, pretty recent. Yeah. 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 So, um, I'm watching this shit and Kayla, Kayla's real. I can tell Kayla's enjoying it. And I wasn't, I wasn't a huge fan of season two. First season I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting on board. This is kind of cool. And of course the writing, like you said, is absolutely fucking nightmarish right. season two was just in my opinion was just it got bad it got stupid and bad and then Kayla's friends were like yeah it gets really good in uh, in season three I will say season three is starting to pick up the first few episodes of season three I was starting to roll my eyes like my god what the fuck are they introducing now this is like this is like it's basically lost but not as yeah, good. Yeah. Um and, and 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 that's fine. There there's some there's some else but it's getting it's getting out there. And um and so I'm going okay, but the last like four episodes it's starting to reel me in a little bit where I'm going I'm going okay. All right. As long as they kind of stay on this path like where they're going here. But man, the whole tribes thing, the fucking writing, the the cheesy dialogue, Kale and I's thing, what we do now is the writing is so predictable and so bad. That we actually finish their sentences. So, yeah. so when I, when, I dude, dude, Gabs, oh, I do Gabs was getting angry at me for a while, and then oh, she started to get. Laugh. She started to get impressed with the fact that I could actually just rattle off sentences oh. Oh. and just call everything. There'll I, be a line. There'll be a line like. There'll be, there'll be a line like, yeah, you know, 
They should they should have seen it coming. But they never see me coming. Right? And and, and I'll say and I'll, and I'll and I'll I'll say it like there'll be a pause before like the last line. Yeah. And I'll and I'll say the line in verbatim. the pause. Yeah. Yeah, there's a pause yep. and then I'll and then I'll say, "Oh, he's going to say they're never yep. going to see me coming. They're yep. never going to see me coming." And I'll even say it in their voice, "They're never going to see me coming." And then those and then next thing you know it, they're never going to see me coming. And then Kayla and I just laugh, man, cuz it's so bad. It's so bad. But there's something so bad it's it's kind of like good, you know? It's like it's yeah, like bad it's, good it does, TV. It manages to cross over from not being stuck in the in the purgatory, but like it's actually so bad it's good. Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah, the produ- yeah, yeah, and because yeah. the production value is is high enough that it kind of yeah. helps carry it along. You can tell they got a budget, like they, yeah. they started getting a budget. I don't know where the show. I don't know where they got that budget, but they did. Netflix is paying them a serious amount of coin. I'll tell you yes, that because yes, they are. Yeah, uh, it, is, it is. But I had to, I had to stop because guys get upset with me because I was I was it wasn't necessarily that I was only you know finishing sentences. I was predicting shit like episodes ahead of time and I would never shut up. <laughs> I would never shut up. I'd be talking the whole time. I'd be like, this is going to happen. This person's doing this shit. This is whatever. And I would just watch it play out and it got to the point where I was like, why am I watching this show? I, yeah. I know literally everything that's going to happen before it happens. Uh, but yet again, there's it's got that X factor. Yeah. See, Kale and I, we watch it, and 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 she doesn't get mad at me. So we're both like making fun of the show, and then and then it's like serious for for a little bit. And I'm like, okay, this is like turn on the next episode, let's see where this shit goes. <laughs> and then and then we get about 20 minutes in the episode, and then I'm realizing that you know it's still a bad show. You know, yeah. it's like it, it hooks. Yeah. There's like there's enough there. Oh my god, to like keep me going. Where you're like, fuck, I gotta watch another goddamn episode. Like you know, sometimes I wish it was just a, a one episode a week, so I don't have to binge watch the fucking. Because it's also a show that if you binge watch, it like almost makes it worse. You're just yeah. like, why am I? Why am I doing this to myself? But anyway, the 100. That's where we're at right now. I'm fucking going through it, oh and my uh, God. we'll see. We'll see where it ends up. But man, it's getting it's getting stupid. It's getting convoluted and stupid. Just the right amount of stupid, though. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, let's see. Uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> going back, I'm, oh, I, I have to remember to go back to the last post I made too that we never ended up getting a chance to uh, uh, talk about to talk about because of the podcast. Uh. Uh, oh, oh, well, uh, this is an easy lead in for Jeff. This I can't not. Mark Fury uh, or Mark Furry asks, and he's $10 current, $100 lifetime. Shout outs to Mark. Ooh. Thanks, Mark. Said, My wife got a second cat. The new one is deaf. Have you have you ever had pets do stupid things? I'm not actually sure how the deaf cat thing plays into this question but have you ever had pets do stupid things hey jeff i have a question for you has your pets ever uh, done anything stupid specifically has thor ever done anything stupid okay so thor okay i've got a i've got a serious confession to make <laughs> <laughs> all right and and i haven't even gone public with this but i'm i'm breaking the news i'm oh, breaking the news right hot now. hot news here we it's go hot news not hot news here on the technical heard podcast. it here first so I'm sitting on I'm sitting on the sofa, and I'm having a creamsicle. Loving my creamsicle. Creamsicle's delicious. What flavor though? It's orange. Orange okay. creamsicle. 
That's really the only. That's really the only creamsicle anyone should be eating. I just wanted to make sure right. it wasn't like grape or something like heathenist like that. No, no, but there is grape in the box. Oh, don't but, eat. But uh, anyway, this isn't it. I'm eating orange creamsicle, and All I right. get down to the part where the 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 creamsicle is like the bottom of it's always like harder. Like it's it's like uh, it's not more, it's not very enjoyable, but it's there. You eat it anyway. Yeah, it's there. It's like you you almost have to like you have to like bite into it, and you can yeah. bite it into like three last chunks. Y'all yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I get down to that right, and it's not it's not melting enough like like the regular cream school part is. It's still intact. It takes like an extra twenty half hour for this part <laughs> to like go down. And I'm eating this, and it comes down to the last bite, and I'm sitting there and I'm talking to Kayla and Thor, my dog. Comes up, and he he's kind of like sniffing at it, and he knows not to he knows not to like grab food from us because you know he's gonna be in some, he's gonna be in some trouble. <laughs> all right, so this motherfucker he he goes to lick it, right, and, and and he licks it, but he licks the popsicle stick, and he grabs it, and he just it sucks right out of my hand, and I go to grab him. And I like grab him by by his head, and I'm like trying to get the popsicle stick out. And Bob's your uncle eats the eats the popsicle stick whole, right? So he eats the popsicle stick, and I'm like, uh oh. Kayla's looking at me, and Kayla Kayla is like, when it comes to the dog or really anything, I don't know if all women are like this. Not probably not all women are like this, but women women kind of. They get a little worked up, right? They, they, they. You know, I think a lot of guys. There are probably guys that get worked up too, but I think a lot of guys just. They, their emotions don't. I don't know if it's a hormonal thing, but we're just like, okay, fuck. We know this is bad, but we're gonna figure this out. Well, Kayla instantly like, she gives me that look. Like, she gives she gives me that look that if I start to look worried. Or, or if I'm like, she's oh, looking. Fuck. She's like a kid. She's, she's looking, looking to you to see how she should react. It's like exactly. when a kid, when a kid hurts themselves, and they look yeah. to mom. Am I supposed to cry now? And yes, if you yes. just like brush it off, they'll be okay. Yeah, but if you show exactly. any concern, they're like, ah. exactly. It's, no, it's literally it, right? Right. That's that's a hundred percent the look that I get, right? And she looks at me like, like for some sort of validation, like. And, and and I'm start and I'm and I'm going. I look a little concerned, right? And I'm and I'm going, and then I kind of smile like, "Man, Thor, you're an idiot, right?" <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'm like, really? Did you just do that? And I'm kind of like, I know she's on the brink of freaking out, yeah. right? And and I'm I'm playing it because I'm a little concerned. I love my dog to death, and and I'm more concerned, honestly, about my wallet and this vet bill that is <laughs> potentially going to be coming. But also, I love my dog, and I don't want him to suffer. Like when he got smacked by a porcupine. I was crushed, right? There's Bad just time. no, there's just no way you can even hide that. It was just not a good time. But this is just a popsicle stick, and we both kind of sat there for a few seconds to kind of see his reaction. Like, is he choking? Is he fine? And he's fine. He's just getting up. He's walking around. Shit's normal. I'm like, hey, Thor, how's it going? He's like, <laughs> he's going crazy. I'm like, okay. Um, so we didn't choke. So, that's so step he didn't one. choke, right? He didn't choke. Everything, everything is fine. Mm. So uh, Kale's like, should I call the vet? And I'm like, yeah, you should probably call just to make sure that, um, you know, this doesn't need to get removed immediately. Like, I'm sure this probably happened many times. Call a vet. Vet goes, yeah, we get this more than you think. Dogs eating popsicles, um, popsicle sticks whole or whatever. All you have to do is, um, well, for one, is he choking? Is he fine? Like, yeah, he's totally fine. She was like, okay, the dog will pass the stick. 
Um, but you should, in order to make it, cause it will be painful. Like there, you know, if you don't do anything, it's, it's likely not going to feel good coming out. You ever a full blown popsicle stick. Not good. <laughs> um, so she, the, the, the vet told, uh, Kayla to grab some bread and some Vaseline. And basically you take pieces of bread, um, feed them a couple pieces of bread, uh, coat it in Vaseline so that the, the, for one, so it's easy for him to swallow the bread cause bread is really dry. And so uh, I was thinking, well, why not just butter? But apparently Vaseline is, is good because also um, the bread easily. the bread will start to mold around the stick so that when he goes to pass, it'll just make it a lot easier for him and it won't be as painful. So Kayla goes out to the grocery store uh, or shoppers or whatever, grabs a loaf of bread, comes home with the Vaseline. All right. And I'm going, I'm going, oh, my fuck. So anyway, Thor's. Thor's totally fine, right? Thor's actually happy right now because he's about to eat some bread and it's not dog food and he's just like, this is awesome. I get fucking, I'm getting treated like like a god here. So I'm watching Kayla do this, right? And God bless her, okay? Because, you know, I love my wife to death, man. But, you know, sometimes a girl's simple and and it's, it's cute. It's 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 cute. Like, it really is. Like, I love her. Like, I'm looking at her and I let her do this for a minute, right? And she gets the bread. She's, she, she went home and bought a small bottle of Vaseline, okay? And she takes the bread and she just coats this piece of bread with Vaseline. And I'm not talking like a little bit of lubrication. I'm talking we are now half a bottle of Vaseline oh, oh, in, oh, oh. okay? She really on wanted to grease the skids. On the first piece of bread. We got to feed the dog two pieces of bread. Not... And and even the dog, okay, she cuts this piece of bread in half and just coats it with Vaseline. And I'm and I'm quiet here. I'm I'm fucking just I'm almost I'm almost amazed and I'm kind of just curious to see what Thor's reaction to this Vaseline <laughs> bread's gonna be. So so Thor immediately puts all of it in his mouth and he kind of spits it out. And he's like, fuck. And like, why so much fucking Vaseline? <laughs> but then he realizes it's perfectly good bread. So he goes back down and starts eating it. He eats it. And I go, Kayla, well, give me the bread, please. <laughs> so she gives me the bread. And I just put a little tiny bit of Vaseline on there, just enough, right? And so then he eats up the rest of the, rest of the bread. And I shit you not, I'm, if I knew where the Vaseline is, I'd go upstairs and I'd show you the bottle. Much is Half that? of it is gone. Half <laughs> of the bottle is gone from two pieces of bread. So... He eats the bread. Everything's good. Now we're waiting days. Days goes on. We're feeding the dog bread, and we're giving him white rice and everything. This dog is like, gained 10 pounds from all the carbs it's consumed, and he's sitting around there, and we're just, Kayla's taking him out every, like, you know, a few hours to see if he shits and checking his poop. So, finally, I get a text message from Kayla two days ago. She goes, the dog shit out the stick. And I'm like, yay, that's awesome. That's great. You know, everything's fine, back to normal. And yesterday... Okay, this is where the confession comes in. Yesterday, oh, no, no. We're up. Yesterday, we're upstairs. We're sitting there. We're watching TV. Dogs just chilling there, and I'm playing with the dog. I'm throwing the ball back and forth, and then Kayla gets on the floor and she's playing with the dog a little bit, and the dog messes up the rug in the living room floor, and so Kayla goes to to put the rug back in its position, and as no. she does. She she looks underneath the love seat that I was sitting on, and the fucking popsicle stick is sitting there stuck to the floor. And she goes, she goes, Jeff. I was like, what? She was like, did you eat another popsicle in this very same spot, the same, the very same spot that Thor 
ate the popsicle stick, and I'm like, no, I literally only had that one popsicle from that box. Well, <laughs> turns out Thor didn't actually swallow the popsicle stick. I When I grabbed Thor by the head, because the popsicle stick was in his mouth, going in the back of his throat, I could see it. I grabbed him and opened up his mouth and jigged him down because I did not want him to swallow the stick. I jigged his head down and then popped him back up and looked and it was gone. So I assumed he swallowed the stick, but in reality, it slid when I when I grabbed him by the head, it slid underneath and just stuck to the ground underneath. Dude, I saw that popsicle stick when I was there the other day. Did you? <laughs> it was underneath. Yes, I saw the popsicle stick. That is the same popsicle stick that that we found while we were playing with the dog a couple days ago. And so it turns out that the stick that Kayla found in his poop was likely the sticks that she was using down at the lake when she throws the stick back and forth in the water. And, of course, oh, you know, the dog no. e- e- eats, eats parts it. of the... Yeah, he eats part, like, he chew on the stick and stuff, and he doesn't eat a full branch, but, like, pieces God. of wood, like, you know, get into his into his mouth, and he ends up swallowing it. So, you know, we, we both we both haven't gone public with it. You know, we haven't went on Facebook and was, or, or whatever and was like, yeah, actually. False alarm. Need, yeah, false alarm. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy that he didn't actually eat the stick because it might have actually, you know, fucked him up. But also, he ate a lot of bread and Vaseline for, for no apparent reason whatsoever and uh, got some extra walks in <laughs> yeah. and uh, and got babied a little bit. So there it is. That's so, amazing. yes, my dog has done some stupid shit, and that's just one of many. Uh, but, is that uh, really the dog or is that you guys? Well, I mean, he did grab the stick out of my hand, which, which you know, he which is uncharacteristic characteristic of him and honestly it wasn't a gr- an aggressive grab it was a lick and then this popsicle stick was still sticky so it just stuck to his tongue and it sucked right into his mouth obviously <laughs> so uh there it is uh yeah uh, i the only the only real pet that i had growing up was maggie and and maggie didn't do anything particularly stupid she was just hyper aggressive with everyone but my father and my grandmother. Uh, she hated me. That dog yeah, hated me yeah, she dog hated me. Well, I shouldn't say that, but she was super aggressive. Like, uh, very protective, like, ownership of bones, specifically. Um, but, again, unless it was dad or, or my grandmother, both of which could do anything, and they you know, Maggie didn't care. But she was, she got, she wasn't so bad until the house got broken into, and then she got kicked twice by two different people that broke into the house. And then after that, she just became like ornery, just like an old grumpy woman. Uh, and, uh, and so, yeah, but never really did anything particularly dumb was just incredibly annoying. We never shut up and, uh, very bitchy cat for sure. Uh, just, just super bitchy about everything and, and anything. It was just, it, it was a lasso apso, so it was a dog bred to be an alarm dog, basically. So it's a dog that the moment something is in the area, it just barks like her. And so she was just doing what she was bred to fucking do, and you, you can't really train that out of, uh, out of them entirely. Like, she, she was worse when she was younger, and she got a lot better about it later on. But it's like, it's like, 
It's just what they were bred to do. Apparently, lasso apsos are some like breed that are a couple thousand years old from China where they had them in temples to do guard dog shit. So you are not going to Caesar Milan the shit out of the dog. It's just not going to happen. You only do so much. Uh, and so, yeah, nothing too crazy. Uh, you know, she didn't do anything too crazy. The only stupid thing she did was she thought she was human. So she attempted to speak English at times. We'd be sitting down having dinner and she would sit between dad's chair and my chair, my chair. And she'd look up at us and she would attempt, if we were having a conversation, she would like try and like butt in and try and like speak words. And it would just sound like she was stroking out. (laughs) and and she'd look at dad like like dad was supposed to respond to what she was saying and dad would just be like so we just we get to the habit of being like yeah uh uh-huh oh really yes (laughs) (laughs) so that was that was about okay yeah oh really yeah you yes sounds like you had a tough day like just that was basically what we ended up doing but yeah that was that was it what about you panic anything you have like a killer goldfish? Uh, I had a goldfish that committed suicide. Mm. All right, so it wasn't far off. So there you go. Tough, oh. tough life. Literally just like jumped out of the tank for no reason. Wow. Itself. That's an aggressive that's an aggressive move for goldfish because they're really life. They're really life docile. You, you know, you get them jumping out of their tank. And, uh, they are really looking for a way out at that point. No pun intended. That's, uh, that's quite, quite they impressive. Like they found it. Uh, last question today comes from Travis Voro, $70 lifetime, $10 current, says, given the recent string of YouTube personalities experiencing mental breakdowns, do you think that getting out uh, of YouTube content creation, um, or do you think that yeah, getting out of uh, YouTube content creation when you did was a blessing in disguise, or how do you guys handle the stress of being content creators? Wow, that's, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to combine this. So I'm going to combine this with with Prime Thirty Five, who said, uh, "What is a pet peeve of yours that current content creators, new or old, do on YouTube?" So there's two YouTube questions here, simultaneously. Um, All right, I can answer those. the fir- I can answer the first part pretty quick, and I okay. even said it on Twitter. Okay, <clears throat> it's the the YouTube couples that are going on YouTube, oh, the, the breakup bit, and crying on on videos. And talking about how they have to part ways and they're breaking up, but yet both of them are, they love each other very much and they're, they're, they're beautiful, perfect people, but they're just, they got to take some time, time away from each other. And, and, you know, and they got the crying thumbnail, um, and, and the baby title and three different ads throughout the video. Um, it's just. You know, it's whatever to me. It's a pet peeve, but I, I wish it would just stop. You know, there's like a newest one that was out there. I think if you click on trending, it's probably still sitting there. Um, yeah, it is. 24 million views. It's Ooh. just called We Broke Up. And Ooh. both of them are crying in the thumbnail. I don't um, suppose this is like an offshoot of the uh, the brother's house. Uh uh, no, the, no, no, this, no, these are two different, two different people I've never heard of you oh, know, okay. these YouTubers. I've never heard of, okay. right. It's just, you know, they're vloggers or whatever. Mm. Um, you know, it is what it is. Like, I get it. Like I get the fact that you've got a big following. You've got, you've probably created a big relationship with the following and they're invested in your life and 
you got to you guys there's going to be big changes and you also don't want one person being blamed for the breakup and then they're going to get a bunch of hate and backlash because you know somebody's going to take somebody's either going to love one or the other of them or you know whatever it is it's just in my opinion it's one of those things where you just you can you can talk about it in a video and you can you can even make a video dedicated to this and say hey we're going through a personal matter uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going our separate ways. It's very tough for us. Um, I, I hope you guys can appreciate that and, you know, we'll be back when we can, but instead there it's, it's 30 it's content minutes for them. Yeah. It's, it's literal content. Um, and, and it's, it's 30 minutes of them crying and, and just going on and, and pulling the heartstrings of, of everybody that's involved, uh, viewer wise and, and all this other shit. And and like what Panic said, the best way to put it is is they're just turning it into content, and um, you know it's fine. That's their prerogative. I'm just telling you what 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 annoys me. It's like you know I even put in the in the thing in the message or in the comment section, which I never talk in comment sections, but I did. I just said, "Who the fuck cares?" That's that's all I said. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's because it's just you see it on trending and front page, and it's it's just. It's, you know, it's just like, who the fuck cares? Like, you know, and you can make the argument, well, the fans care. It's like, dude, there's just some shit that you just don't put out on the you don't internet. You need to air you just, everything. It, it's your own personal relationship. It's not, you know, I, I don't know. Everybody's, everybody's different. If Kale and I got a divorce, you actually think I'd sit there for fucking 30 minutes with Kayla in front of the screen. Are you sure you don't, out. you don't want me to MC that and live stream it yeah, on Twitch exactly, TV? exactly, right? And and make sure to have my donation thing set up so I can get my life back together. I She's going to fucking Adam, milk me or MC, something. You MC'd the wedding. It's I, might as well, I might as well be there for the might end, as well too. MC the divorce, too. Yeah. You may as well. Fuck it. You know what I mean? It it's up. like, it, it is just depressing. Like it's just, black. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just fucking depressing. Like, you know, that anyway, that's my pet peeve. Some people might enjoy the other people's misery and shit. I don't. I don't enjoy to see them hurt. I don't enjoy to see the video there. I don't enjoy any of it. It doesn't, it, it's it's whatever. But then again, I'm not their fan. I'm not their demographic, but it is a pet peeve of mine. And they're not the only ones that do it. It's like once once the boyfriend versus girlfriend couple the, uh, broke up and then they made, and I mean, these guys continue to make videos about it. Like they made yeah, a yeah. breakup video and then like a year later, they're like, we have reunited and, and then they're crying again. And then it's like, and then, they, then they're like, oh, we got new boyfriend or girlfriend. And then they're making a video about that. And then they break up and they're like, it's just this nonstop baity, click baity, thumbnail uh, bullshit. And it's just like, just fuck off. Like, Jesus, go call a shrink. It's. Uh, so mine's similar, my pet peeve, and then we'll go back to like what we, cause this is ironically connected in the whole burnout thing. Um, and what we would do, what we do to avoid burnout, but the, um, my, my pet peeve is, is similar in that it's when people take things that shouldn't be online, uh, and put it online. So uh, people that are uh, content creators that just uh, show up on, on videos or social media and they just, they use, it's like they use their fan base as, as or attempt to use a fan base as like their shrink uh, or they just scream into the void. 
Like they just go mm-hmm. online, they're just ah, and then just and then just hope that nothing negative comes of it. Um, that that stuff kind of kind of gets at me after uh, after a while because at the end of the day, one, it's not helping them personally. It's not doing it's doing less than nothing. You can you can scream into the void and not be the not the internet doesn't have to be the void in which you scream. Like there are other healthier more proactive and uh, you know methods to be used there to accomplish the same thing um but yeah that's that's definitely mine similar similar the breakup thing would be kind of similar to me too if the, if you're milking it and making videos and there's like six ads on it and it's just this big this big you know over the top you know extravaganza it's just silly uh but yeah that's that's mine is that it, it's it's there are people people I think, and content creators that are on all the time have a harder and harder time separating online from fucking reality because really online is blurring with reality awful uh, an awful lot. The the more we go, you know, get along in this whole industry, the 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 blurrier that line gets, and th- there has to be some something there where psychologically it feels like you're accomplishing the same thing as if you were if you were tackling this in 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 reality, like outside of, of the internet. And, uh, the unfortunate bit is if that would be really awesome, if that was the case, it's just not going to happen. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it, it, it bothers me to see it for a number of reasons. One, because I've seen people use it as a method of, um, of searching like pity parties, like just going for the digging for the, the pity. And then yeah. as content creators, it's, you know, the they're spinning it for for uh support and and donations and whatever else you know they they think they're going to get out of it by having people pity them or their or their situation you know stuff like that that kind of that just that shit just gets at me uh a a, a great deal and i'm seeing more and more of it because there are more and more content creators and more and more content creators are getting burned out cuz nobody knows how to uh you know, create a, a decent work-life balance and they get in these situations where they just burn out and then their entire life is online. And so they just go online and they scream into the void and it doesn't make anything any better. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's my pet peeve. Uh, Panic, what is your pet peeve for content creators? Um, the overly excessive use of jump cuts when trying to record a video. <laughs> well, that's that's one that's been around since. Thank you, Philip DeFranco, circa yeah. two thousand and like six, yeah. two thousand seven. I think it's slowed a, down quite a bit. A, I don't see it as there's much. There's a good balance of doing it. Like I'm, I'm fine with the technique, but it bugs me when it's like, hey, I'm going to. What are you talking about? It's just like constantly, like just like re, like in in the same sentence, they have like four cuts. That pisses me off. Like, if you go two or three sentences and then there's a cut for something else for a different whatever, I'm totally cool with that. But when you're doing it like every word or every couple of words, it, it's not edgy. It's just it's just poor production skill. Yeah, yeah. And then for burnout, how do you deal with burnout, Mr. Black? Oh, man. Um, Neither of us uh, dealt with burnout very well when we first started all this. So we've, yeah, we've it's, developed over yeah, time. Yeah, it's... Um, See, for me, I, I always had a problem with it um, because I, I I submitted my life to this. Um, that's just a, I, I was I was probably one of the most 
online streamers on Twitch for a very long time. Uh, very long. We're talking, I mean, there. I think there was like one month where I did like 270 hours or some crazy shit. Um, it was quite literally a minimum, a minimum 10 hours a day. I mean, an eight-hour day would feel weird. Um, and I would feel extremely guilty if I even took a day off. I've kind of gone to the extreme on the other end now um, because it, it just destroyed me a few times, almost destroyed my relationships, um, everything. I mean, without getting too deep about it, it's just, it's being a content provider or creator is, it's, it's one of the most, uh, it's one of the greatest things that you can do if you, if you have a passion for it, but it can also be your, your demise at the same time, because if you love something, and you also getting paid for it and you're getting paid for it well. And then there's also the pressure of competition and relevancy. Um, and then the also the unknown of what the future brings, because let's be real here. Con- content providers don't last forever. And Adam and I um, are kind of the 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 one percent of people that last three plus years in this world um most most content one percent last yeah i mean it's 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 crazy and i mean there's argument that adam and i are kind of on our way out now um so it's and i don't mean that in the in the literal sense like you know oh it's over (laughs) but you know we we, we're comparative to like the third fourth wave of people coming up right now we're not in the game the way that you have to be in the game exactly like 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 you're you're on your way out if you're not if you're not becoming that problem that 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 depression problem that i'm literally talking about where you have to devote your entire existence to being on and when you're on, you got to be on. You got to be ready. Like, Jeff, if you're on for 10, 12 hours, you better make sure your auto tuner is hooked up. You better make sure your chain mail is ready. You better make sure your tea bags are to your left. And you better be ready and you better be on all the time. Um, and that was my mentality for a very long time. And it worked extremely well. But there were consequences to that. Um, and, and you could make the argument of, well, it's kind of your fault because you didn't know when to take that time off. But it's so hard psychologically to do that because, number one, you have guilt. At least I, I'm speaking on my behalf. Uh, I had guilt that, you know, there's people depending on my enter- my entertainment to get them through the day or, or whatever. Also, guilt that, you know, I'm going to lose out on money today. You know, if I don't stream, I'm not going to make whatever money that is, whether it's a hundred bucks, uh, or a thousand dollars, right. On a typical, on a typical day of streaming, who knows? Right. Um, so every day I'm not streaming, I'm not making money. I'm my own boss. And then also when you are a responsible and, and level headed entrepreneur, right. Not even just streamer, but an entrepreneur, because that's what we are, is you also understand that you have to work harder than, the average Joe in terms of hours, right? No real entrepreneur starting out or even maintaining a a very successful business works 40 hours a week. It just doesn't really happen. I mean, if you found that, if you, if you're an entrepreneur out there 
and you work 40 hours a week and you make a really good living and your business is flourishing and 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 growing and it's and and it's everything is peachy then you fucking won then you have fucking won you've won the lottery you get to spend time with your kids or your wife or your significant other you get to have me time you can go work on your health you can make sure you're eating proper meals throughout the day without feeling guilty that you got to be off the stream or go upstairs and cook something for 20 minutes and lose, you know, 30, 40% of your viewership. You fucking won. You've won the lottery. Congratulations. Fortunately, in this job, there there is a consequence to everything that you do. And so it all kind of adds up. For me, anyway, it all added up to the point where there becomes burnout, where you just go and you go and you go and you go. And my my release was going on vacation with the wife for a week, whether it's down south or heading to Vegas for, you know, five days or whatever and just kind of getting away and and forcing myself to be off the Internet while I'm away as well, getting off Twitter, getting off Facebook and just kind of disconnecting. And even for a while, that was a very, very hard thing for me to do. So, um, unfortunately for me now is I have, I, I have, I have found a way to, to not burn out and that is just to take time off. And unfortunately for me now is I'm not doing it in a healthy manner, right? I'm not taking, I'm not, I'm not working 40 or 50 hours a week and then taking a day off or two days off and whatever. I'm just kind of going by how I feel. You know, if I wake up and I'm in a bad mood or or something or I don't feel right or or whatever, or I just feel the need to go outside like I did today on a beautiful day and go out in my car and enjoy not only the fruits of my labor that I worked really hard to get towards and achieve, but also just to get the fuck out and get some vitamin C and and just and, vitamin, and relax vitamin, vitamin D or vitamin D. Whatever vitamin it is, I had some orange juice today, so I got some vitamin C in, some vitamin D, and 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 just drive, like have no purpose, just drive, go grab lunch somewhere, you know, help Kayla out with the yard work that we're doing or whatever. Um, so I sawed down some trees that were like dead on in my yard, um, chainsawed them down, threw them in the woods. So for me, I also know in the back of my mind and actually not in the back of my mind anymore. I've just come to terms with it that when I take a day off like that, um, it hurts me. It hurts me. Not only like, like what Adam, uh, taking two weeks off from, from streaming because of the move, it hurts him. It hurts him financially. It hurts motivation. I lost, I lost almost 30% of my subscribers. Exactly. In the the move. Yeah. So it hurts, you know, and Adam moves, to to save money but the, the the reality is he's moving to lose money and now he's got to work double time to to basically get back but and it's also harder to do that because when you take three four pegs down it's harder to have that motivation to 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 jump up and, and grind to just get back to where you were and to be honest right where you were before is not even all that stuff to, to 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 be excited to get back to in the first place right so that's kind of you know, where where i'm at is is i don't give a fuck anymore like i'm just and i'm fortunate i've got a little bit of that fuck you money now where where i'm going you know what 
my bills are paid <laughs> and and I'm not overly concerned about am I going to be able to fucking eat tomorrow? So that those pressures, the the the, the grind and the sacrifice of 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 all that time that I put in and I wasn't stupid with my money where I'm going, okay, I don't, you know, obviously I can't fucking retire today and, and be like, whatever, I just cannot not stream or cannot not make YouTube content or be here on the podcast. This podcast is a big chunk of my revenue monthly. Like, you know, if it wasn't for this podcast, I'll be honest, I'd be halfway, I'm a, I'd be, I'm a halfway out the door now, I'd be three quarters and a half out of the door. I would be actively, like right now I'm in real estate course, I would be like full blown in the books and ready to like make a transition. You know, so fortunately, I'm in a position where I don't have to worry as much like I used to worry where, holy shit, I need to grind like 80 hours this week to pay my mortgage. I need to pay this, pay that, pay that. So fortunately, uh, I'm not I don't have those pressures uh, as much as say what Adam does. So I don't have to that 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 part of the grind for me. I would love to still do it, uh, you know, but it's hard for me to mentally uh, put myself back in that dark place when I know I don't have to. So it's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to continue to work hard between YouTube and Twitch and this. For me, you know, if if I'm doing a 40-hour week, I'm a happy person because now I know I'm living a normal life. I'm spending so much more time with my wife. My relationship with her is at an all-time high. You know, I'm, I'm like, I'm ready to have kids. I'm, uh, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to take on that. I'm ready to, 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 to live for once. And it sucks at the same time because I miss not being the guy I miss, you know, my ego has taken a hit. My, 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 my fame has taken a hit. This is all I know ever since I will ever in my entire twenties, I'm 31 I've never, I've never worked a job outside of Swiss Chalet for Christ's sake. I don't have schooling. This is it for me. This, this is my this, this is my destiny. This is my calling, and I'm losing that, and it hurts me, and it sucks, and it, and it, and it, it'll get me depressed if I think about it too much, and it's forcing me to think about it right now, and it's not fun, but at the same time, it's my reality, and I also have to know I had a fucking amazing run. And I got to do it with my best friend. And we're fortunate to be still be able to do it today and still make a good enough living that it makes sense for us to still be here. So, yeah, it, it sucks. Being a content provider or content creator and really making it a career and making it one that's lastful and, and, and impactful, there's a lot of sacrifice that, that happens in this. And uh, it, it's taken its toll. It's taken its toll on me. Um, but you know what? I've accepted that 2018 has been the worst year of my life in a very long time and I'm dealing with it in my own way and I'm not about to make one of those videos crying on the internet. Oh, poor me and putting a thumbnail and whatever. This isn't it. This is a battle that I'm fighting. This isn't a battle for the fans. This isn't a battle for whatever. This is my own battle that, and this is my own thing that I'm trying to work out, but yeah, it's it sucks. I would not I would not uh, suggest anybody to get into this line of work um, if if you're not if you don't know what is what is really <laughs> what what's what's really asked of you. Not only financially, but the weight of it all. The weight of it all. 
knowing that I got a dependent person here and mouths to feed, and I had in order for me to do that or have had to have done that was to to put myself in a in a dark place, and that's why you see so many streamers and so many YouTubers have these outlashes, have these cries of uh, of of talking about depression and, and seeing a shrink. I've been there. I've done that. Fucking. Two months ago, I was seeing a shrink about all these things, right? But I'll talk to my shrink about that. You know, I don't need to do it here, but since the question's there, I'll tell you. I'm not ashamed of it. Um, it's just a tough, it's been a tough career, but it's been a very, it's been an amazing one. I wouldn't trade it for anything, but the, that, that is the reality of, of, of being who we are. And, um, you know, I'll leave it, I'll leave it at that. It's, it's just it. That's <laughs> just it. Yeah, it's uh, it is it is a tough uh, a, a tough go, and you have to be a certain you have to have a certain uh, personality to really do it and do it well, and not get caught up in the whole thing. And even if you do have the personality for it, you can still get caught up in it uh, and and land in a in spots you don't want to you know mentally uh, land yourself. But you know it's it is um, it is a a very important thing that people didn't talk about in the first, you know, five years, pretty much of our uh, industry in terms of the streaming side of things, and and even even the same thing with YouTube. Um, it wasn't something that anyone talked about in terms of burnout because it didn't. People hadn't really got there yet. There wasn't that many people that had reached that point. And it wasn't it wasn't exactly a sexy topic. Everyone was just oh. like so <laughs> excited to be part of this new industry that was, um, you know, that was providing people with a source of income, doing doing something that they loved versus having to, you know, are you raising your hand to say something? I'm stretching. Okay, I just wanted to make sure if we were in a classroom or something, I wasn't a hundred percent sure. So, um, so yeah. The, up to that point, nobody had really talked about it, and um, eventually it became a, a talking point. And now, it's more of a thing where I feel like, or I hope that creators that people look up to that they decide to get into this profession, whether it's YouTube or live streaming or or whatever it is that you're doing, that that those creators have talked about the fact that if you're going to do this, make sure that you have a plan to ground yourself get a, and get away from everything and find the time you have to you have to make the time because I'm going to tell you right now if you look for the time you're not going to find it you have to make it there's a, a difference if you get caught up in all of this and you will convince yourself that there is no time to be able to get away from the computer and go see family and friends uh, or just get out of the house and go for a walk or <coughs> mm-hmm. or exercise or eat three square meals a day or do like Anything like brush your teeth, like just do the most this the, the most tiny little daily routine activities, and it, you won't find it. You have to make time for it, and it's a very important thing for sure. And so that's that's been my thing in the last year is is trying to f- make now make time to get away from the computer and and. Uh, spend time with family and friends and and do things for myself and that's like a, a goal of mine for as long as I'm still doing this even partially as a career that has to be a pillar of of my time now is to be able to do that otherwise I'm just gonna 
you know, go insane. You just, you, you burn out and then you're doing nobody any favors. And that's the real downside to it is that your content suffers when you burn out. So you might be getting a little less content out, but just know that you're going to be able to be much more consistent over time if you make sure that you give yourself some time to relax. And everyone has different methods for doing that. And so, I mean, I can give what I've done or what I do, but it's going to be different for, for everyone else. For me personally, uh, if I can't go anywhere, uh, for me, I'm an, I'm an introvert. So the simplest thing for me to do is just anywhere in the house I can go where I'm by myself. I don't even have to be off a computer, just as long as I'm by myself. I'm not talking to anyone necessarily. I don't have to be like, I'm not on social media or anything um, like that. I'm just by myself doing something that I find interesting and that likely has nothing to do with the rest of my day-to-day activities. Just anything I can do as long as I'm 100% by myself and not being interrupted to just relax and decompress. And that's simple because you might not be doing these things in a room full of people, but you're, you're, when you're an introvert and you're doing this job, you have to be a lot more social than you would be normally. And so you can get tired faster. And so that's one thing. And the other thing is I'm very lucky still, at least for now, I still have that my family home out in the valley away from the city where I barely even have a cell phone signal and I can get out there and be pretty much as off the grid as you could hope to be. Uh, without having to, you know, shit in a bucket in a in a outhouse, um, and and get away from from all of it, and just do some do some chores around that house. It's an old house. There's always things to be done outside and inside. So you know, get away and and do that, and then have nothing better to do than just you know go for walks and spend time with the family and do things that aren't computer related. Uh, and, and ground yourself with physical reality based activities, which I feel people are sorely missing. Like, uh, an example that, uh, I heard from my mom, we were actually having this conversation, this almost exact conversation not long ago. And she was saying, uh, a friend of hers who has a, uh, they just, oh, it was somebody that she just married. It was a couple that she just married and they both had children going into the marriage. They had been in a relationships before. And one of the the boys on the other side was a game hardcore gamer and didn't like to leave the room, didn't like to spend time with the family or anything. Just let me, you know, be in the room and do my thing. And grades started suffering and, and but also didn't want to pay, you know, listen to parents at home. And so, uh, they started, uh, you know, getting him eventually pulling him uh, to a cottage and then getting him outside with the rest of the family doing something like uh, chores related. Chopping wood was his chore. He had to go outside and he had to chop wood and he absolutely hated his life at first, just fucking hated it. And, and handing him an ax was probably a bad idea, but they did it anyway. (laughs) And he chopped wood. And then after, after a few weekends of doing it, it went from them having to ask him to get out of the house to do it. And then all of a sudden he was just doing it. And now he just wants to go there and he likes doing, he likes, cho- he likes chopping wood. It's a weird thing. And you don't think about it when you're, when you do this, even if you don't do it for a living, but if this is like your primary hobby and you're sitting at home playing video games and you're inside and your job is inside and you, maybe you go for a walk once in a blue moon, you would be shocked at how much, good doing some physical labor of some kind outside 
does for you. It's crazy. And it helps ground you and get you away from cell phones and computers and, and everything and let your brain just focus on a simple task for once instead of just firing fucking 7,000 different things constantly. And uh, so for me, going down home to the family house, that's exactly what that does. It allows me to focus on only one or two things at a time and uh, and get energy out of my system and and fully decompress. Um, the 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 best way I can describe it is here at home. I can't go to bed pretty much before midnight here, or I'll just lay awake and stare at the ceiling. It's impossible. I can't do it. I go down there, and ten o'clock rolls around, and my ass is half asleep on the couch. And I go upstairs and I sleep, and I sleep for seven hours, and I wake up and I'm fresh as a daisy, and I go do whatever, and then I do it all again. And But then I get home, and then I'm here, and I'm right back into the, holy shit, I can't go to sleep until you know 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the, in the, in the morning or whatever. Uh, and it's just a lifestyle difference. Even here on the East Coast, is like when people come from big cities, and they come here to the East Coast, and they're like, the, the pace of life is so dramatically different. And a lot of them get addicted to the pace of life here and they end up wanting to come back here. They can't cause you can't make any money out here, but they want to. And that's why they retire here. But it's, it's, um, it's, it's something it's, it's a, it's probably the best advice I can give somebody. If you're looking as a content creator to, to decompress, find something to do outside of the house and make it physical in some way, shape or form. Just make sure it's outside of the house and make it physical because it will be uh, probably the best way that you can get all the stress out of your body and make sure that you just don't rely on this shit. Just don't, yeah. just don't <laughs> rely on your phone. Don't go out and do something physical and then stop midway and then be like, I wonder what's happening on Twitter right now. Like, don't, just leave your phone. Twitter can wait. <laughs> Twitter you know, just, can wait. Just turn your data off and only be phone calls. That's that's it. But yeah, that's that's my that's my suggestion. That's my suggestion. Good enough. Yeah, it's a long well, one. Ladies and gentlemen, we are three we hours. Had to make up for it in some way. Three right? hours and twenty five minutes deep. We had to make up for it some way. So here we are. We did it. Uh, we made it all the way to the end. Um, Panic, do you have any, any suggestions for, for burnout for uh, content creators before we wrap this bad boy up? Um, seeing as I'm not directly a content creator, um, <laughs> I do it through photography and stuff. Um, no, it's actually Adam's one is the one I suggested to a lot of the media people I work with, um, who we'd go to conventions all the time. We'd kind of go through that burnout phase. Um, it's just go out and do something else. Um, get your mind onto something you don't usually have to do. Um, ideally work out or do something that kind of challenges you in a different way. Um, and you know, just let go of the stuff that you've been like super focused on for a while, you know, change it up, change routine. And that's usually my best advice there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it seems like it's pretty straightforward because it is, it's at the end of the day, being on all the time, the way that we live, even if we're not content creators, the best way to do it is to just not, is just turn that off for a while and go do something that is simple uh, and grounded in reality. Because no matter how much you want to tell yourself that this is based in reality, 
It's not really. This is like some weird bastardized version. You know, get out there and experience actual reality, uh, and you'll you'll be surprised at at just what that will do for you in a number of ways. One, it will make you a better content creator because I'm telling you right now, if if the vast majority of your social interaction is only online, you are going to be hamstrung hard. If you can't if you can't curate relationships in in a face to face manner because you've done nothing but sit online and 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 form and there's nothing wrong with it but i'm saying it can't be your only your only way because it's going to hurt you uh one way or another just get out there and do some real world shit just get out there and do something real take you it doesn't have to be expensive just get out there and do it well ladies and gentlemen um three hours 27 minutes going on 28 oh three and a half hours we're making up for this podcast but we're gonna we're gonna call it there for sure um uh, i'm i know that the list of patreons that i have here and the one on the website are both not up to date because again patreon uh forces you to update the token that we use to create that list I don't know why they even make it accessible because it asks you to go in and refresh it like every 24 fucking hours. It's completely superfluous. I don't know why they make you do that shit, but I don't have the direct updated list. I'm going to have to start doing it manually again. And the website is just going to, I don't know, we're going to have to figure out something in the, in, uh, in the future for that. But for now, uh, most of these people are still here. So we're going to call them out anyway and, and go with that. Jetrix, Postal Panda, Chico, Fry C, Derek P, Naley, Adam B, Jamaican J, Jorbach, Toad of Steel, and Matthew M. Bless you guys. Oh, and there was somebody else as, uh, as well. Uh, it was a couple of, oh, for God's sake. You know what? Just, you know what? Just hold on. It's already a long podcast. <laughs> Just hold on. I got I you. I got a place to be, bro. I got you. Well, you can, you can go, you can do whatever you need to do. Jetrix, Postal Panda. I got this list right now. Jetrix, Postal Panda, Matthew M, Chico, Martin K, Black Jimmy, Toad of Steel, Jorbach, Jamaican Jazz, Adam B, and Derek P. There is your proper list, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys. You're all legends. There are some people on here right now. I'm going to say... I'm going to say this right now. There's somebody here. I don't want to call it out for sure. I want to say the name specifically, but there is somebody who is moving on towards $7,500 in total support. I want you to let that bad boy sink in. Let it sink. Let that sink because hot damn. There are, there's somebody else is at almost pushing three. There's just, let there are sink. some people here just taking it to the limit. Let me tell you. They like technical alpha, apparently. They do. A great thank God they do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for stopping by. It's good to be back. We'll be back next week once again. Same time, same place as usual. And until we see you, do us a favor. Have a good morning, afternoon, or evening. Stay safe. Have a good one. And as always, good luck. Have whatever job it is that that person has, because I wish I had that much money to throw around. Peace.
Thank you.